0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit
1: www.greenlanemasjid.org. So this is the sixth session of Tafsir al by the famous authors Jalaluddin al-Mahalli and Jalaluddin al suyuti alayhim rahmatullah on the sixth day of Ramadan. 1441 of the Hijra, And today inshallah ta'ala we're going to begin with Surah Al-Ma'idah But before we begin I made a clarification And that was concerning a mistake that was made on the second day In the second session in verse 231 of Surah Al-Baqarah Which Allah Azza wa Jal says وَإِذَا طَلَّقْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ فَبَلَغْنَ أَجَلَهُنَّ فَأَمْسِكُوهُنَّ بِمَعْرُوفٍ أو سَبْرِحُهُنَّ بِمَعْرُوفٍ وَلَا تُمْسِكُوهُنَّ ضِرَارًا لِتَعْتَدُوا وَمَن يفعل ذلك فقد ظلم نفسه. And it was mistakenly read as, The correct verses. And I want to thank the uh, brothers and sisters who pointed out that mistake. And I want to emphasize what I mentioned a few days ago that it's going to be very likely that we will make mistakes in such a long session and daily session in this way. as is of human nature. And so when we make those mistakes, then please, inshallah ta'ala, point them out to us, especially in the Qur'an. And some people were confused because they were thinking that they had a different version of Jalalim than we did. But that's a verse of the Qur'an and there is only one version. So especially and particularly if it is a verse of the Qur'an that we make a mistake in, then please point that out to us. And if it's in the actual commentary itself or the translation, then those discrepancies may exist because of different translations and different editions that are being used. And as you can imagine, Ismail, mashallah, is doing an amazing job reading between the Arabic and the commentary and the translation. But that multitasking takes a lot of concentration and effort, and sometimes mistakes will be made. And in that regard, I mentioned the story of a um, one of those people who copied the original manuscript of Al-Jawhari, of Al-Sihah by Al-Jawhari, which is a famous classical Arabic dictionary. It is said that one of those people, because in those days before printing presses, they would copy them by hand and send them across the world. And that's why the best editions of those classical works that we have today is where someone goes and compares between those old manuscripts and gives us the edition that is or the edition based upon the manuscript that is most authentic and most correct. It is mentioned that there was a woman who copied the manuscript some eight nine hundred years ago in Iraq of that book of Sihah by Imam al jawhari that famous Arabic dictionary. And at the beginning, she apologizes for mistakes that would be made in her copying of that manuscript. She says, because on the one hand, or in my right hand, with my right hand, I was writing and copying the manuscript, but in my left hand, I was holding my child, I was holding my baby, showing. How much effort that those people used to go through to spread knowledge As is undoubtedly the effort that people today are going through Many of you watching this are multitasking with your children And your family members and other chores And this is something which you always find when it comes to seeking knowledge The question that I asked yesterday then was concerning the verse in Surah Al-Nisa Or the two verses in Surah Al-Nisa One at the beginning in which Allah Jalla says If you fear that you cannot be just your spouses then only marry one and the verse towards the end, in which Allah Azzawajal says, You will be unable to be just to them even if you try. How do we reconcile Allah saying, If you're unjust, marry one? But then Allah is saying that you cannot be just anyway. And the way that we understand that is what Allah Azzawajal is referring to in terms of being just is in terms of the rights, their rights that the Sharia has given to them. You must be equal with people in terms of the rights. So for example, if you have children, you must be equal to them in the way that you maintain them and fulfilling their rights. And obviously there is a longer discussion in terms of age appropriateness and individual circumstances. But that is the general principle. Whereas what Allah Azzaw is referring to that you cannot be equal and just is the love that is in your heart that is natural, that comes to your heart that may differ from person to person. And we understand this because the Prophet loved Aisha more than he loved his other wives and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved Abu Bakr more than his other companions and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to love Fatima and honor her in ways that he did not honor his other daughters and his grandchildren Al-Hassan and Hussein more than his other grandchildren that were living at that time such as his granddaughter Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that shows you this amazing principle and balance of our religion and its beauty that what the Sharia tells us to do is what we are able to control. What we cannot control, which is what is within our hearts when we favor maybe one of our children, we just have a special connection with them, we, we connect with them better than perhaps some of our other children. That is something which Allah doesn't hold us to account for, as is shown in all of these examples of the Prophet wasallam. But in terms of maintaining their rights, in terms of spending and giving, and giving them the time that is their due And so on That is what Allah Azza wa commands That we be just in And from this is the hadith of An-Nu'man Ibn Bashir That his father gave him a gift That he didn't give to his other children So his mother The mother of An-Nu'man said That I'm not pleased with this until you ask it Ask the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about it So he came The father of An-Nu'man and he told the Prophet sallam. And the Prophet sallam said to him Did you give all of your children in this way He said no, only An-Nu'man The Prophet ﷺ said I will not be a witness to oppression I will not be a witness to oppression Showing that the Prophet ﷺ didn't say anything to him about his extra love for al man Or the feeling of his heart that he wanted to give him more What he rebuked him for was his action of being unfair in terms of the rights that the Sharia affords to people And Allah knows best so inshallah ta'ala today we begin with the fifth surah of the Qur'an Which is Surah Al-Ma'idah
0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi shaykhina wa liwalidina al-Muslimin Surah Al-Ma'idah The table It is Medina with 120 ayat And revealed after Surah Al-Fatih
1: So this surah, the fifth surah of the Quran Which is referring to the table spread That will be mentioned at the end of the surah Which is a story concerning the Prophet Isa Alayhi Salatu It is a medley surah by scholars, as mentioned by Al-Qurtubi And Ibn Atiyah And others alayhimah Rahmatullah
0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَوْفُوا بِالْعُقُودِ O you who believe, fulfill your contracts Those between people and Allah and those with other people أُحِلَّتْ لَكُمْ بَهِيمَةُ الْأَنْعَامِ إِلَّا مَا عَلَيْكُمْ All livestock, animals, camels, cattle and sheep are lawful for you to eat after proper slaughter Except those that are recited to you now Which are forbidden in the coming ayat which which are forbidden in the coming ayah, forbidden for you are. And this is a general statement which is then followed by the absolute exceptions to it. But it's still not lawful to hunt while you are in ihram. yurid. Allah makes whatever judgments He wills about lawfulness and other things and there is no opposing that.
1: This is the first verse of Surah Al Ma'idah. And Allah Azza wa begins it with the command to those who believe Ya ayyuhal amanu. And Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said that when Allah Azza wa gives this command Ya ayyuhal amanu, then pay attention to it. Because there is either a command that Allah will give or a prohibition that Allah will tell you to refrain from. Sam'ak, pay attention to it. And in the Quran, when Allah Azza wa therefore says Ya ayyuhal amanu, or you who believe, whenever in the Quran, it is always followed by some type of command, some type of instruction from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that is what this call is for, for the people of, of faith. And there are other surahs of the Quran that also begin with this call of faith, ya such as Surah Al Hujurat and Surah Al Mumtahina. So it is not the only surah that begins in this way. Allah Azza wa Jal. Mentions or uh, the author, rahimahullah, Taala, Syyuti, rahimahullah, mentions that Allah Azza wa says, إِلَّا مَا عليكم, except those that are recited to you now, meaning the verses that will come. So the third verse of the surah الميتى, Allah will give the exception to what is not halal. Everything is halal for you except that which has been recited to you or mentioned to you, and that mention will come shortly in the third verse of the Quran and in other parts of the Quran. Some of the scholars commented on this verse And they said that it is one of the most comprehensive Verses of the Quran Because Allah Azza wa Jal begins with a call or you who believe And then Allah Azza wa Jal gives a command Fulfill your contracts Then Allah Azza wa Jal makes something halal All livestock animals are halal for you Then Allah Azza wa Jal makes something haram The fourth thing Except that which we have recited to you Then Allah gives an exception to that but it is still not lawful to hunt And then Allah Azza wa makes an exception Or a specification to that exception Except whilst you are and ihram And then Allah finishes by saying And Allah judges as he wills Meaning Allah is perfect and complete in his judgment So in a single verse Allah calls Allah makes halal, Allah makes haram Allah gives commands Allah makes exceptions And Allah specifies those exceptions And that is the beauty of the Quran And that's why it's mentioned in some of the books of biographies. That when some people used to come to the scholars and they used to say that we can bring a Qur'an like this, we'll be able to do a Qur'an like this, we can bring something similar. This is one of the verses that they would tell them to bring. Bring something like this in that short space of time that contains so many rulings and so many different things. And when the Arabs would look at it, they would see the power and the beauty and the eloquence of the Qur'an.
0: يا ايها الذين امنوا لا تحلوا شعائر الله ولا الشهر الحرام ولا الهدي ولا القلائد ولا الهدي ولا القلائد ولا من البيت الحرام يبتغون فضلا من ربهم who believe, do not on the basis of False claims, profane the sacred rights of Allah, meaning the hallmarks of the deen. Do not profane them by hunting in the state of ihram, or the sacred months by fighting in them. Or the sacrificial animals, animals which are earmarked for the haram, or the ritual gardens, referring to animals which are garlanded from the bushes of the haram, so that they are protected. Do not attack them or their owners, or those heading for the sacred house by fighting them, desiring profit from good trade and good pleasure from their Lord by their intention. With reference to non-Muslims, this was abrogated by Surah At-Tawbah وَإِذَا حَلَلْتُمْ When you have come out of ihram, then hunt for game So hunting becomes permitted وَلَا عَنِ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ أَنْ Do not let hatred for people who debar you from the sacred mosque Incite you into going beyond the limits by killing such people or others وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ Help each other to goodness by doing what Allah has commanded and fear of Allah by avoiding what He has forbidden عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدَوَانِ Do not help each other to wrongdoing meaning acts of disobedience and enmity by transgressing the bounds of Allah وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهُ Be fearful of Allah showing your fear of His punishment by obeying Him إِنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ Allah is severe in retribution towards those who oppose him. Surah Al-Ma'idah is a surah that deals with,
1: with many of the laws of Allah Azzawajal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will speak about the oaths and the contracts and the covenants in this surah. And that's why some of the scholars said that it is a surah that deals with covenants. And Allah begins it by saying, fulfill your contracts, meaning fulfill your oaths and your covenants. And that is why Allah Azzawajal will mention, for example, these rulings, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will speak about Bani Israel and the many covenants that he made with them subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah Azzawajal also mentions towards in the story of Isa alayhi salam because of the covenant that Allah makes with his messengers in general, and the covenant that Isa alayhi salam had with his people and how they broke that covenant when they worshipped him besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Azzawajal says, Do not profane. The sacred rituals of Allah الشعائر, It is what Allah Has made a Sign or a signal or a symbol of The religion And those are important in our religion The signals or the symbols of our religion Like the Adhan Like for example the Hajj And those things are extremely important in Our religion And the Arabs had an understanding and a semblance of the importance of those symbols because even before the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa they would honor the Kaaba, they would honor the sacred months that, are, that is also mentioned here in this verse and the sacred months refers to dhul Qi'da, Dhul-Hijjah, Muharram and Rajah those are the four sacred months that Allah Jalla has made sacred and so the Arabs had this and Allah Jalla comes and he he affirms this principle in our religion to honor Mecca and Medina because they are sacred, to honor the Kaaba, to honor the other outward symbols of our religion like the Adhan and the Congregational Prayer and the Eid Prayer and all of those things that are symbols by which our religion is recognized and known, it is part of our religion to honor them as well. He then mentions Rahim Allah Ta'ala a part of the verse that is abrogated. He says, Desiring profit from good trade And good pleasure from their Lord By, this, by their intention With reference to non-Muslims This was abrogated by Surah al tawbah As Imam al tabari said By Ijma' It is abrogated Meaning That before They were allowed to come in The non-Muslims into Mecca As obviously the Quraysh Were non-Muslims And residing there But after the conquest of Mecca Allah Azza Revealed the verse in Surah At-Tawbah amanu mushrikuna najasun or you who believe indeed the polytheists are spiritually impure. So do not let them approach the masjid al-Haram after this year. And so it became haram for them to come in. One of the points that is also mentioned here is the qala'id, the ritual garlands, which was a practice of the Arabs before Islam that Islam affirmed. And that is that when they would take their animals for sacrifice in the haram, so if you're making pilgrimage, One of the things that the Arabs used to do is that they would take their animals of sacrifice with them from Medina or from whichever part of the Arabian Peninsula they were traveling. They would bring them because obviously it's not like today where you have abattoirs and slaughterhouses and all of those animals are imported for you. You would have to find your own animal or buy it and bring it physically with you. And the way that they would do that then is that they would put a garland around the neck of the animal so that it would be clearly seen that this is an animal that has been given to the haram. It will be sacrificed as part of the sacred rituals of the hajj and pilgrimage. And so people wouldn't eat from it, and people wouldn't hunt the animal, and people, even it is said that the Arabs before Islam, that if they saw those animals, even the criminals amongst them wouldn't steal those animals, wouldn't take them, because they knew that they have been assigned for the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this isn't a common practice anymore Because obviously the way that we sacrifice our animals has completely changed But it is something which the Sharia allowed and, uh, and affirmed from the practices of the
0: Arabs Forbidden for you to eat carrion, Spill blood When taken from slaughtered livestock and pork And what has been consecrated to other than Allah Meaning by being slaughtered in other than his name And animals which have been strangled And animals which have been killed by a blow And animals which have fallen to their death From a high to a low place and animals which have been gored and killed by the goring and animals which wild beasts have eaten except those in these categories you are able to slaughter properly meaning by managing to slaughter them while they are still alive and animals which have been sacrificed to idols on altars and altars and deciding things by means of divining arrows eating these categories is forbidden Divining arrows are small featherless arrows without points there were seven of them and they were in the keeping of the custodian of the Kaaba. there were marks on them and they were used for making judgments those who utilized them Did what they commanded And avoided what they forbade That is degeneracy Meaning abandonment of obedience The following was revealed on the day of Arafah During the farewell al-Hajj Today the unbelievers have despaired Of overcoming your deen Meaning, by making you leave it when they decide you to do so. Because of the strength they see in it. فَلَا وخشون So do not be afraid of them, but be afraid of me. اليوم أكملت لكم Today, I have perfected your deen for you. Meaning, by finalizing its rulings and obligations. And indeed, after this, there was no further revelation about the halal and haram. عَلَيْكُمْ نعمتي and completed my blessing up upon you, by perfecting it or by the safe entry of the Muslims into Mecca. And I'm pleased with Islam as a deen and have chosen it for you. But if anyone is forced by hunger to eat anything which has been forbidden which which has been forbidden for him, not intending any wrongdoing, in other words, without inclining to disobedience, Allah is ever forgiving what he, for what he eats, most merciful to him in allowing him to do something which is not allowed to someone who intends to do wrong, like, for instance, a highway robber or, or rebel, to whom this dispensation does not apply and who is not allowed to eat that.
1: We already mentioned this verse has already proceeded in that Allah Azza wa Jalla made haram carry on meat and so on, but in this verse Allah Azza wa Jalla goes into more detail. And that is why at the beginning of the surah when Allah says in the first verse إِلَّا عَلَيْكُمْ Except that which we are going to recite to you from This is the verse that Allah then mentions in that detail So animals that die uh, that have not been sorted correctly or die because they've been strangled or die Because they've been eaten or half eaten by other animals or die because they fell off a cliff or something like that All of these Allah Azza says He has made haram And then he mentions the issue of divining arrows وَأَن bil بِالْأَزْلَامِ And this was a practice that the Quraysh had Before Islam, that Islam abandoned Didn't make, make halal It was one of the ways that they would tell their fortune One of the ways that they would decide what to do And Asiyuti says that They had seven of these arrows Imam Al-Qurtub says that they had three And they were by the Kaaba And one on one he would say, do it, if'al On the second he would say, لا تفعل, don't do it And the third one would say, غَفَل Meaning ignore the whole thing and so, if they had a major decision to make, they would come and they would look at those and they would throw those arrows or they would do whatever they did with them. And whichever one came out, if it said do it, they would do it. If it said don't do it, they wouldn't do it. And the third one basically meant that you can't ignore the whole issue. And an example of that that is mentioned in some of the books of Sirah is of Suraqah ibn Malik, who, when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was making Hijrah from Mecca to Medina, Suraqah is one of those people that is trying to attempt to take the bounty that was placed upon their heads. And he was the one who came close to catching them. He saw them and he caught up to them, but he was the one who whenever he would come too close, his horse or camel would stop and wouldn't move. And then as they would proceed further, he would try to get closer, and then he would, he would stop again when they got too close. And then he realized that this was something which was out of his hands and he returned. It is said in, that, in some of those narrations of his story, that before he went to seek that bounty, he went to these divining arrows and he threw them and he got the one each time saying don't do it, don't do it, don't do it But he ignored it and went anyway And Allah knows best But this is something which they did Which obviously Islam then didn't make permissible The following was revealed in the day of Arafah And that's mentioned in the, in the authentic narration of Umar When the Jewish man came to him and he said "O Umar, there is a verse in your Quran Had it been revealed to us Meaning the Jewish community We would have taken that day as a day of celebration A day of Eid He asked him which verse And so he recited this portion of the verse Today is the day that I have Perfected your religion for you Completed my blessing upon you Chosen Islam as your way of life Umar said, By Allah, I know when it was revealed and where it was revealed. It was revealed on the day of Arafah In the farewell Hajj of the Prophet وسلم, which is clearly a day of important significance and celebration.
0: They will ask you, Muhammad وسلم, what food is lawful for them? Say, All good, wholesome things are lawful for you. And also, what is caught for you by hunting animals, such as dogs, birds of prey, and other hunting animals, which you have trained to hunt as Allah has taught you and released after the game. The animals caught by them are lawful, provided they kill them and do not eat from them. Whereas, if the animals are untrained, what they catch is not lawful. The difference between trained and untrained animals is that the former go when released has stop when told to stop and hold the game without eating it. An animal cannot be considered to be trained until it has done that three times. If the animal eats from the game it has caught, that game cannot be considered part of what it has caught for its owner and so it is not lawful to eat it as reported in the two Sahih collections. Game killed by an arrow when it has been released after the name of Allah has been mentioned in the same as game caught by trained animals. Eat what they catch for you Mentioning Allah's name over it When you release the animal after the game And be fearful of Allah Allah is swift at reckoning So this uh, tafsir verse number
1: 4 As we said, even though tafsir al-Jalalain is considered to be a brief and summarized tafsir, you can see that one of the things that the authors sometimes do is that they go into detail in the rulings of Fiqh. And that's why I mentioned in the introduction to the series, that that's what makes this tafsir so amazing, that despite its brevity and its short statements, they will mention at times a Hadith, and mention points of Fiqh, and mention points of Usul, and the other different sciences, when they see that it is Necessary and needed to do so This is one example And there is the ruling of using trained animals in hunting And in addition to that What would be placed uh, Made of upon that is uh, In other ways of hunting as well Like arrows and shooting and so on And that is that if you mention the name of Allah Before you release that trained animal Like a dog that is trained to hunt Then that meat that it catches is halal So long as it doesn't eat any of it for itself Because of the hadith of Adi Ibn Hatim That is being mentioned here By the author That is in the Sahih collections And that is that The Prophet said And if he eats from it Then do not eat from it I Meaning if the animal Eats from the meat Then don't eat Because I think Or I fear That it only caught the animal For its own appetite So if he doesn't eat from it Then it is halal But if he eats from it Then it is not halal And Allah knows
0: best Today all good things Have been made lawful for you وَطَعَامُ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ حِلُّ لَكُمْ وَطَعَامُكُمْ حِلُّ لَهُمْ And the food of those given the book meaning animals slaughtered by Jews and Christians is also lawful for you and your food is lawful for them وَالْمُحْصَنَاتُ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْمُحْصَنَاتُ مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ إِذَا آتَيْتُمُوهُنَّ أُجُورَهُنَّ مُحْصِنِينَ غَيْرَ مسافحين ولا so are chaste women so are chaste women from among the believers and chaste free women of those given the book before you lawful to marry once you have give, given them their diaries in marriage not in open fornication with them or taking them as lovers by secret fornication as for anyone who rejects belief and apostatizes his prior righteous actions come to nothing and will not be considered and he will not be rewarded for them and in the next world, he will be among the losers Meaning, if he dies in that state <laughs> You who believe, when you want to get up to do the prayer And are in a state of minor impurity Wash your faces and your hands and your arms to the elbows As the sunnah makes clear And wipe over your heads The ba here is a connective particle and according to al indicates that the minimum of what is named, i.e. the head, is adequate. So that in his opinion, it is only necessary to wipe over part of the head and your feet to the ankles, including the ankle joints as the sunnah makes clear. Your feet is in the accusative which shows that it continues on from arms and elbows, meaning that they must be washed as well, not merely wiped. So the hands and feet are washed while the head is wiped. This ayah also defines the obligatory order for the purification of these limbs in the opinion of al-Shafi'i Another as- aspect of the Sunnah is that it is mandatory to have an intention for this act of purification As is the case for other acts of worship If you are in a state of major impurity, then purify yourselves by doing ghusl and washing your whole body وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مَرْضَى أَوْ عَلَىٰ سفر أَوْ جَاءَ أَحَدٌ مِّنْكُمْ مِّنَ الْغَائِطِ أَوْ tedidum النِّسَاءَ فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَاءً فَتَيَمَّمُوا صَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا فَامسَحُوا بِوجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ مِّنْهِ But if you are ill and would be harmed by water, or on a journey or have come from the lavatory and are therefore in a state of minor impurity or have touched women as was covered earlier in Surah Nisa and cannot find any water after looking for it, then do tayammum with pure earth and wipe your faces and your hands and arms to the elbows with two blows to the ground. The sunnah clarifies that what is meant is to fully wipe over the parts indicated. Allah does not want to make things difficult for you By imposing on you the obligations of wudub, ghusl and tayammum But he does want to purify you of impurities and sins And to perfect his blessing, meaning Islam, upon you By clarifying the laws of the deen So that perhaps you may show thanks for his blessings
1: this verse is Ilamu first, verse, verse number 6, and it details many of the rulings of wudu and then tayammum as well. And we'll speak about some of the issues here because Allah author rahimallah has obviously gone into a lot of length concerning the tafsir of this verse. Firstly, Allah Azza wa Jalla says, "Ya يَوَلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا ida قُمْتُم Or you who believe when you stand for the prayer. That is the literal translation. But obviously as the translator has mentioned in his translation, what it means is when you intend to stand for the prayer. And that is from the eloquence of the Quran That sometimes Allah عز و mentions something But what is meant is As you prepare for it Because the wudu is done Before you stand for the prayer Not when you stand for the prayer It means when you intend To stand for the prayer Then make wudu The second point that he mentions Concerning the wiping of the heads And that is the back That he mentions here Is it a connective particle And so on and so forth The opinion of Imam al-Shafi'i What is referring to here Is the difference of opinion Amongst the scholars as to the ba, when Allah Azzawajal says Wamsahu ru'usikum The ba in the wamsahu, wipe over your heads Is the ba meaning some of your head Or does it mean all of your head What does it refer to Because the ba in the Arabic language can mean either of the two So the opinion of Imam al-Shafi'i As the author mentions is That a part of the head is sufficient If you, As long as you wipe over a part of the head That's sufficient And the position of other scholars like Imam Ahmad and others Is that it must be all of the head And that is what is established in the sunnah The Prophet ﷺ would begin the wiping of the head from the front Then he would go all the way to the back And then he would bring it back to the front And that is what is authentically narrated in the sunnah He then mentions the issue of the hands and the feet are washed While the head is wiped And that is because there are two qiraat He doesn't mention the qiraat in the translation But there are two recitations of the washing of the feet وَأَرْجُلِكُمْ إِلَى الْكَعْبَيْنِ وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ with the arjulakum, with the Fatha, it is following on from the washing. Washing your hands, washing your face, and wash your feet. The arjulikum is following on from the wiping. Wipe over your heads and wipe over your feet. And both are correct mutawatir qira'at from the Prophet. And that's because the feet can be washed and can be wiped over, as we know, if there are on. So the scholars said. That Allah عز wa likens the washing To the hands and face Because they are bare So when your feet are bare You wash your feet And the wiping is like the head Because your head is covered with hair So when it's like the hair Meaning your feet are covered You're wearing socks Then you wipe over them And that is a very fine And very, uh, very astute observation And deduction from these verses of the Quran The verse also shows that the wudu must be made in order meaning that the actions of wudu must be done in order and that is the opinion of the majority of the scholars and that you need the intention that you must have a niyyah before you make the wudu and that is also the opinion of the majority of the scholars the second portion of the verse then speaks about tayammum and we had a similar verse yesterday in surah al-nisa and this is also a verse here that is similar to it two issues, number one is what he mentions with the Wiping of the arms to the elbows with two blows to the ground As is the position of the Imam Shafir So when it comes to the uh, Sifa or the way or the method of making tayammum You wipe over your face And then do you wipe only your hands Or do you wipe your forearms as you would If you were making wudu Imam Shafir says you wipe up to the elbow Other scholars such as Imam Muhammad say that you only wipe over the hands and that is authentically mentioned in the hadith in Sahih Bukhari of Ammar ibn Yasir When he and Umar were traveling And both of them woke up in a state of, of impurity They didn't have water So as for Ammar, he rolled around in the ground Because he didn't understand, he didn't know the ruling So he decided that what he would do is he would roll around in the ground Like an animal would roll around in order to purify its body And as for Umar, he didn't do anything so when they came back, the Prophet Sallallahu said to them, it would have been sufficient for you to do this, and he showed them how to make tayammum, and he only wiped over his hands, and Allah Azza wa knows best. This verse of tayammum, there is a story behind it that is authentically reported, and it is the story in Sahih Bukhari of Aisha radiallahu anha, that when the Prophet Sallallahu was traveling on an expedition with his companions and Aisha anha was also accompanying him, they stopped at a place to rest. And after they were ready to move, or as they were ready to move, Aisha radiyallahu anha lost a necklace that she was wearing. She couldn't find it, so she said, "O oh, Messenger of Allah, I lost my necklace." So the Prophet sallallahu started to help to look for the necklace. And when the companions asked, "What are you doing?" they realized that he's looking for a necklace, so now they all start to search. And they're searching, and they're searching. As they do so, the sun is coming down, and prayer time is coming in. And they're on the way home, and there's very little water left, so they don't have enough water now to drink and for their animals, and also to make wudu. But they're searching, and now the mites come in. And so the Prophet ﷺ is resting and sleeping in the lap of Aisha anha. Aisha says that my father Abu Bakr came because the Muslims were upset. We've been delayed all this time We're tired, we're fatigued, got no water left We're trying to get home And I was stuck because of a necklace He says that my, She says that my father came to me Whilst the Prophet was sleeping in my lap And he said to me, this is your fault This is your doing, we're stopped The whole army is camped and stopped and delayed Because of your necklace And she says he was prodding me as he was speaking to me And by Allah, I didn't move Because the Prophet was sleeping in my lap the Prophet woke up and Allah Azza wa revealed to him the verses of tayammum like this verse. What you do in a time when you cannot find water. One of the companions of the Ansar, I think it was Sa'ad ibn Mu'ad radiyallahu anhu, or Sa'ad ibn Ubadah radiyallahu anhu, he said to Aisha or to Abu Bakr, he said, and this is not the first time that we have benefited from the blessings of your family. Meaning that Allah Azza wa wanted this and ordained this for the verse of tayammum. Aisha radiallahu anha says when they told my camel to get up, I found the necklace. He was sitting, he was sitting on the camel.
0: Yeah. Remember Allah's blessing upon you, meaning by guiding you to Islam. And the covenant he made it he made with you when you said to the Prophet in pledging allegiance to him. We hear and we obey in respect of all you command and forbid, and forbid whether we love or dislike it. What be fearful of Allah regarding breaking your covenant with him Allah Allah knows what the heart can, what the hearts contain. Not to mention other things, father's hidden.. You who believe show integrity for the sake of Allah Carrying out the rights due to him fairly Bearing witness with justice Do not let hatred for people Meaning the unbelievers Incite you into not being just So that you incur the brunt of their hostility Be just to both enemy and friend That meaning justice Is closer to fear of Allah وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا Be fearful of Allah Allah is aware of what you do And will repay you for it And a similar verse we mentioned yesterday In Surah
1: An-Nisa Inshallah tells us to be just And that is from the foundations of our religion That a Muslim is someone who is principled With people that he is close with Or far from People that are friends and enemy People that you like and don't like You are people who are just and people of integrity and people of principle bear witness with Allah, meaning give true testimony to before Allah with justice. And that's similar to what we mentioned at the beginning of this session concerning the rights of people in the hadith of an ibn Bashir, and his father giving him a gift that is collecting Bukhari and Muslim. The Prophet said, I, as for me, I don't give witness and testimony to what is oppressive. So the Muslim is the one who is just and fair In their
0: dealings yeah. Allah has promised those who believe and do right actions Forgiveness and an immense reward and also,
1: sorry, also in verse number 8 uh, Another narration that is mentioned in that regard Is when the Prophet sallallahu wasallam Asked one of the companions to come and collect the jizya From some of the non-Muslims And he went to them and they tried to bribe him And he refused to accept their bribe And he said but despite your attempt to bribe me And make me cheat and be treacherous To the Prophet ﷺ and deceive him I will still be fair with you He would divide their wealth equally And he would say to them You choose which of these two halves That you want and I will take the other half Meaning he wouldn't even take the best half He would let them choose what they wanted They used to say to him It is because of this that there is justice In the heavens and the earth Meaning that he is someone
0: who is principal. No. But those who disbelieve and deny our signs are the companions <coughs> of the blazing fire. You who believe, remember Allah's blessing upon you when certain people. Meaning the Quraysh were on the verge of raising their hands Against you to kill you And he held their hands back from you and protected you From what they wanted to do to you Be fearful of Allah Let the believers put their trust in Allah In verse number 11 one
1: of the narrations that is mentioned In the books of Tafsir Is the story of the Of the Bedouin man when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi was resting The famous hadith and his, his sword is Hanging on a tree And the Bedouin man, the disbeliever, he comes and he sees the Prophet ﷺ alone not being defended And he draws the sword of the Prophet ﷺ and he holds it to the Prophet ﷺ as he wakes up And he says, O Muhammad, who will prevent me from you now? Who will prevent you from me? Who can save you from me now? And the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah And the man dropped the sword And then the Prophet ﷺ picked it up and he said, and now who will protect you from me? And the man said to him Be someone who takes in the best of ways Meaning be generous and forgiving And the Prophet sallallahu Let him go And Allah protected the Prophet sallallahu With his divine protection For how many times did the Quraysh attempt to assassinate him And others And Allah jal protected him each and every
0: time Allah made a covenant with the tribe of Israel And we raised up 12 leaders from among them A chief from each of the tribes Was responsible for his people fulfilling the covenant وَقَالَ اللَّهُ إِنِّي مَعَكُمْ Allah said, I am with you Meaning, with help and victory أَقَمْتُمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَآتَيْتُمُ الزَّكَاةَ وَآمَنْتُمُ وَعَزَّرْتُمُهُمْ اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا If you establish the prayer and pay the, pay the zakat. And believe in my messengers and respect and support them and help them and lend a generous loan to Allah, meaning by spending in the way of Allah. I will erase your wrong actions from you and admit you into gardens with rivers flowing under them. Any of you who disbelieve after that, meaning covenant, have gone astray from the right way. They have erred regarding the path of the truth. The route of going straight means being in the middle. Then they broke the covenant, and so Allah says. Verse number
1: 12 Allah is now speaking about the covenants that He took from Bani Israel. And as we said, this is a surah that often mentions this term and this word, that is repeated often. Mithaq and uhud and uqud, contracts and covenants and oaths and promises. Because that is the oath that we have made. As Allah Azzawajal took an oath from Bani Israel, so He has taken an oath from each and every single one of us. As is in the hadith of Mu'adh, in which the Prophet said to him, Ya Mu'adh, Ma haqqullahi ala al ibad wa ibadi ala What is the right of Allah upon His servants, and what is the right of the servant upon Allah? He said, oh Allah, Allah and his messenger know best. The Prophet ﷺ said that the right of Allah upon his servants is that they worship him alone. and don't associate anyone in that worship with him. And their right over him is that if they do that, he has promised not to punish them, then he will reward them. And that is the covenant that we have made With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So this is a surah that reminds us So As we read the covenants of Bani israel And how they broke those covenants And how other people did the same Such as the Christians towards the end In the story of Isa alayhi salatu was salam We should remember the covenant that we have With Allah, that we will worship Allah alone Stay away from shirk, obey the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi follow His teachings, that is the covenant That we have made that Allah azza wa Will hold us to account for in on the day of judgment, and that is why the end of the surah Allah says, On the day that Allah will gather His messengers and ask them, How did your people respond to
0: you? Yeah. But because of their breaking of the covenant, we have cursed them and put them far from our mercy and made their hearts hard, meaning not soft to accept faith. They distort the true meaning of words in the Torah, which contains a description of Muhammad and other things, moving them from the places where Allah put them by changing them. And have forgotten and abandoned a good portion of what they were reminded of and were commanded to do in the Torah in respect of following Muhammad when he came. وَلَا عَلَىٰ خَائِنَةٍ مِّنْهُمْ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مِّنْهُمْ You, O Prophet wasallam, will never cease to come upon some act of treachery on their part in respect of breaking the covenant and other things except for a few of them who become Muslim. فَعْفُ عَنْهُمْ Yet pardon them and overlook. إِنَّ اللَّهَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah loves good doers. This was abrogated by the ayah of the sword. And this is the position of some of the
1: scholars with Tafsir, and Yoti Rahimallah chooses this position that this is a verse that has been abrogated. Another said, No, it's not abrogated, and that is a stronger opinion, and Allah knows best. That this verse is not abrogated. And that the ruling of being good and kind and forgiving and pardoning is something which is also taken within the Quran and it is something which is established in other parts of the Quran and in the general sunnah. And Allah knows best.
0: We also made a covenant with those who say we are Christians, as Allah had done previously with the Jewish tribe of Israel. And they too forgot a good portion of what they were reminded of regarding belief and other things in the Gospel, and they too broke their covenant. So we stirred up enmity and hatred between them Until the day of rising By dividing them into their different By dividing them into their different In such a way that each sect, each sect Denies the other When Allah will inform them in the next world About what they did And will repay them for it people of the book referring to both the Jews and Christians, our messenger Muhammad wasallam has come to you making clear to you much of the book meaning the Torah and gospel that you have kept concealed such as the ayah, such as the ayat of stoning and his description and passing over a lot without making it clear since there is no benefit except in clear explanation. قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ مِّنَ اللَّهِ نُورٌ وَكِتَابٌ مُبِينٌ A light meaning the Prophet ﷺ has come to you from Allah and a clear book meaning the Qur'an Allah
1: Azzawajal says in this verse, verse 15 قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ مِّنَ اللَّهِ نُورٌ That has come to you from Allah a light and some of the scholars said that that light is referring to the Prophet Sallallahu He is the light meaning that what he left behind is guidance, his teachings and so on And that is, as you can see, the position chosen by Imam Suyuti And before him Imam tabari Alihima Rahmatullah And others such as Ibn Kathir from the scholars of Tafsir said No, both descriptions are of the Qur'an nur A light and the clear book, both of them refer to the Qur'an and both of those meanings are correct because there is no doubt that there is light and guidance in both the Quran and in the Sunnah of the
0: Prophet. ﷺ. Allah guides by it, meaning the book, to the ways of peace, those who follow what pleases Him by making them believers. He will bring them from the darkness of unbelief to the light of belief by His permission, meaning His will. And guide them to a straight path, meaning the deen of Islam. And this verse, verse 16, then explains further the verses in
1: Surah Al Fatiha that we took. <laughs> Allah is telling you how to attain and achieve that straight path, the path. That will take you and place you on that firm straight path Is by following the Quran And the teachings of the Prophet It takes you from darkness into light It gives you peace and serenity In the heart And there is something which will bring blessings for you And it guides you to the straight path
0: <laughs> Those who say Allah is the Messiah son of Maryam, Have disbelieved By making him a god this means the Jacobites, a group of Christians. Say who possesses any power at all over Allah to avert his punishment if he desires to destroy the Messiah, the son of Maryam, and his mother and everyone else on earth. Meaning no one has the power to do that, let alone to turn the Messiah into a god. The sovereignty of the heavens and the earth and everything between them belongs to Allah يَخْلُقُ مَا He creates whatever He wills Allah has power over everything The Jews and the Christians both say we are like Allah's children In the position of sons with their father In respect of Allah's mercy and compassion And his loved ones Say to them Muhammad Why then does he torment you For your wrong actions If you are speaking the truth Regarding that when it is clear That fathers do not torment their sons Nor lovers those they love Whereas Allah has punished you And so it is clear that you are liars بَلْ بَشَرٌ No, you are, you are merely human beings among those he has created You have what they have and owe what they owe He forgives whomever he wills and he punishes whoever he wills And no one can prevent him from doing that Sovereignty the sovereignty of the heavens and the earth and everything between them belongs to Allah. The final destination is to Him.
1: Verse number 17, the previous verse that we took, Allah Azzawajal says, those who said that Isa is Allah have disbelieved. And Allah Azzawajal will mention in this surah and He will refute the position of the Christians. It is said that they differed in early times. Some of them said that Allah is Isa and others said that Allah or, or that there are three Which is referring to um, the, the Father, the Son And the Holy Ghost mother said that they are That Isa is the son of Allah And Allah Azza wa Jalla will mention And he will reject all three of those notions And that is what is being referred to So this verse that they have disbelieved They say this, they say that It is according to the tafsir. Some of the early groups of the Christians Some of them I don't think are still around anymore That hold that belief But anyway and Allah Azza is rejecting all of those, all of those principles. And then in verse number 18, Allah Azza wa those people who think that they are the children of Allah, the chosen of Allah, the people that Allah Azza wa loves. Based upon no proof and based upon no evidence, indeed Allah Azza loves those who follow his religion and have taqwa and fear him and follow his path subhanahu wa ta'ala.
0: يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولُنَا يُبَيِّنُ لَكُمْ عَلَى فَتْرَةٍ مِّنَ People of the book, our messenger, Muhammad has come to you Making things, meaning the laws of the deen, clear to you After a period with no messengers The gap between messengers referred to is that between the Prophet ﷺ and Isa Peace be upon him Period of 569 years أَن مَا جَاءَنَا مِن بَشِيرٍ وَلَا Lest you should say when you are punished No bringer of good news or warner came to us فَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ بَشِيرٍ A bringer of good news and a warner has come to you Now you have no excuse وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ Allah has power over everything One aspect of which is the power to punish them If they do not follow the Prophet so This verse
1: Verse. This verse, verse number nineteen, the narration that is mentioned here by Asyyti that the period between our Prophet and Isa alayhi is a period of five hundred. And sixty nine years is one of the narrations, but the authentic narration in Al Bukhari of Salman al-Fassiallahu'an is that the Prophet said that there were six hundred years between me and between Isa alayhi and that was the position chosen by Ibn Kathir and others from amongst the scholars.
0: وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ يَا قَوْمِ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ Remember when Musa said to his people, my people, remember Allah's blessing upon you when he appointed prophets among you and appointed kings for you with courts and entourages وَآتَاكُمْ مَّا لَمْ And gave you what he had not given to anyone else in all the words, such as mannah and quail. Parting the sea And other divine gifts So the question here
1: is Allah Azzawajan In verse 20 says He gave to you Something which He didn't give to anyone else In all of the worlds Which therefore Gives the impression of what That these were the best of Nations In all of the worlds And all of the times How do we reconcile that And this is today's question How do we reconcile that Then between Our ummah being The best of ummas, Our ummah being more virtuous and having a higher status than the Ummah of Bani Israel Allah Azza wa is saying here that we gave you kingdom, we gave you prophets And we gave you something which no one else in all the world had How do we understand that verse in light of what we know from the hadith, the many hadith of the Prophet About the virtue of this
0: Ummah Ya al my people, enter the holy land which Allah has ordained for you and commanded you to enter. This was Greater Syria, Sham. Do not turn back in your tracks and be defeated by fear of the enemy, and so be transformed into losers in respect of your efforts. Verse twenty-one. Allah Azza
1: wa now Go on to the story of Musa alaihissalam and his people as they flee from Egypt and Pharaoh. And Allah told them to go towards the promised land, Al-Ard al-Muqaddasa, or the holy land, which is Al-Aqsa and the surrounding area. And Asham is what is called the Levant in biblical terms, which includes today modern-day Syria and Palestine and Jordan and Lebanon and that whole region that is called Asham. And Ash-Sham in the Sunnah has many virtues, and it is mentioned as a blessed land in a number of verses in the Quran, not least of them the first verse of Surah Al-Isra. So, therefore, this verse or this, these verses now this passage will speak about those people of the the, the tribe or the, the nation of Musa salatu was as they came out and it was the prophecy that they believed in that their prophet would come and save them from bondage and save them from Pharaoh and take them to the promised land. And now Allah is saying that Allah favored them and Allah blessed them and Allah honored them and Allah saved them as He promised He would do and now they're told to go to the promised land. But as always, Allah, جل, even in times of blessing, He places challenges and tests to test people in their faith and in their sincerity. And that is what we will see now from this story.
0: They said, Musa, they are tyrants in it. They were remnants of the people of Ad and were very tall and strong. Wa حَتَّى مِنْهَا We will not enter it until they leave فَإِن مِنْهَا If they leave it, then we will go in Verse number 22 That they were the remnants of the
1: people of Aad That is a, a weak, uh, nafar fetched opinion Allah knows best Aad is the nation of huda And they come many generations Before the time of Musa Nor are the people of of Aad as it is known, they the people of Ad are considered to be having lived in the area of modern day Yemen and not in in in, in Ashan. And so therefore that seems to be a weak narration and it's possibly a Israelite tradition and Allah knows best.
0: <laughs> Two men among those who are afraid, fearing to oppose the command of Allah, Yusha and Kalib, who are among the notables whom Musa sent to spy out the circumstances of the tyrants But whom Allah had blessed Meaning, by preserving them from wrong actions So that they concealed what they had learned Except from Musa Which was not the case with the others Who were cowardly and spread the information about Said, meaning to them Enter the gate of the city against them Meaning, do not fear them They are merely body, bodies without hearts فَإِذَا فَإِنَّكُمْ غَالِبُونَ once you have entered it, you will be victorious Meaning that out of certainty in the victory of Allah And that he would carry out the promise of victory he had given them in kuntum mu'minin. Put your trust in Allah if you are believers قَالُوا يَا مُوسَى لَنَّ دَخُلَهَا أَبَدًا مَّا دَامُوا فِيهَا They said, Musa, we will never enter it so long as they are there أَنْتَ وَرَبُّكَ So you and your Lord go and fight them We will stay sitting here and not fighting So Allah in these verses
1: is showing the disobedience of these people
0: The nation of Musa
1: Allah had promised them that they would have the promised land And Allah takes them towards it But the condition is that when they get there There are disobedient, oppressive people living there They must cleanse the city of them By fighting them by waging war against them under the guardianship and under the leadership of their prophets that Allah had appointed over them and these two righteous men and the scholars differ as to who they were because it's not mentioned in an authentic narration but these two righteous men had come and said to them go and fight Allah has promised you victory Allah has told you he will give you the promised land so what reason do you possibly have to stay away? They said no, we will not go and we will wait here you Musa you go and your Lord you fight them and when it's ready welcome and will follow in showing their disobedience showing their arrogance showing their rejection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commands and similar to this is what is mentioned in the narration of the battle of Badr Sa'd ibn Mu'adh radiyallahu anhu when the prophet sallallahu was preparing to go to fight the battle of Badr he gathered the companions and he sought their consultation and he said what do you think we should do because the understanding that the Prophet sallallahu had with the Ansar when they gave him asylum and he made hijrah Was that they would protect the Muslims from within Medina And they never agreed as part of that agreement that they would go out of Medina and fight battles externally Outside of Medina's walls The promise that they gave is you come to us, we give you asylum in Medina We will protect you in our city You are like our family, we will protect you and your property and your wealth But now Badr will be fought outside of Medina so the Prophet ﷺ asks the companions What shall we do Abu Bakr stands and he says We should go and fight The Prophet ﷺ thanks him and he sits down And he says علي, Give me your opinion So then Umar asks, stands and he says the same thing And he says Okay thank you sit down Again, Ashiru Ali, give me your opinion And the Prophet is asking again and again Not because he dismisses the opinions of Abu Bakr and Umar But because he has an intention in his mind He wants to hear from the Ansar Because they are the ones who gave that condition They are the ones who gave that agreement So sa Mu'adh ibn Mu'ad, the famous amazing companion of the Prophet Stood up and he said Oh Messenger of Allah, I think you mean us Meaning that you're referring to us, the Ansar The Prophet said, yes he said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, go and fight. For by Allah, we will not say as the people of Musa said to him, You and your Lord, go and fight, we will wait. But rather we will see to you, go and fight with your Lord, and we will follow you and fight with you.
0: Yeah. He, Musa, then said, My Lord, I have no power over anyone to compel them to obey but myself and my brother. وَبَيْنَ الْقَوْمِ الْفَاسِقِينَ So make a clear distinction between us and this degenerate people قَالَ فَإِنَّهَا مُحَرَّمَةٌ عَلَيْهِمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ He, Allah said, the land, meaning the holy land, would be forbidden to them to enter for 40 years During which they will wander aimlessly about the earth In an area of a few square kilometers, as Ibn Abbas said do not waste grief and sorrow on this degenerate people It is related that they travelled at night and in the morning found themselves back in the place where they started from They did the same in daytime until all of them died except those under 20 years old It is said that there were 600,000 of them Harun and Musa died in the desert but it was a mercy for them whereas it was a punishment for the others Musa asked his lord when he was dying to put him within the stone's throw of the holy land and he did Yusha became a prophet after the age of forty and commanded that the tyrants be fought. Those who were left went with him and fought on a Friday. The sun stopped for an hour until the fighting was over. Ahmed related in his Musnad, the hadith, the sun was not halted for anyone except Yusha. So Allah Azza wa in
1: verse 26 then gives us the result of their statement, and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed upon them a period of forty years, the years of exile as they are known, the years of wandering. They were lost in the desert, meaning that they were unable to enter into the Holy Land, and according to some of the scholars, they were unable to find their way and their path back to the Holy Land. And much of what Rahim Rahimallah mentions here is from Israelite traditions, uh, because we don't have any authentic hadith concerning these details, that they were 600,000, that most of them died, that only the ones under 20 would live, and so on and so forth. But it is the case, and it is true, that both Musa and Harun السلام, would die in that period of 40 years Both of them would pass away whilst During that period of 40 years Because of the disobedience of their people And so the narration that is mentioned And the scholars differ with authenticity But some of the scholars authenticated it Then Musa a.s. asked Allah a.s. to at least be able to see The Holy Land before he passes away And Allah Azza granted that to him And Allah knows best The Prophet that then comes after these two Prophets Musa and Harun السلام, is Shah. Yusha ibn Nun, who was the servant of Musa, السلام, and he is the one that is mentioned in Surah Al Kahf in the story of Khadr. Yusha ibn Nun becomes the Prophet. Suyuti says at the age of 40, uh, but other scholars say that that is unlikely because their period of exile was 40 years, and he was already there before this. So it seems that he would have been older than this, and Allah knows best. He is the one who then, after the period of 40 years, with his people go in and fight and they conquer that holy land and they settle there. And the hadith Ali mentions that there was no prophet that Allah held the sun back for, meaning stopped it from setting, gave them extra daylight so that they could fight except for Yusha Ibn Nun is collected in the Muslim Imam Muhammad as the author mentions. It is the hadith of Abu Huraira and it is an authentic hadith. No Prophet was given that miracle except for the Prophet Yusha' ibn
0: Nun قربا Recite Muhammad to them, meaning your people The true account of Adam's two sons, Habil and Qabil When they offered a sacrifice to Allah Aram from Habil and crops from Qabil Fatuqubbil min ahadihima walam yutaqabbal minal akhar And it was accepted from one of them Meaning Habil Known by the fact that lightning came down And burned up his offering But not accepted from the other Meaning Qabil Who became angry and concealed his envy Within himself until Adam and Anhaj The one said to the other I shall kill you Habil asked him why And Qabil said because Your sacrifice was accepted and mine was not The other said Allah only accepts from the God-fearing
1: Verse 27, we now begin with the story of the two sons of Adam And this is a story that speaks about the jealousy and the rivalry between brothers And it speaks about the heinous crime of murder and killing without any due right And this is the story of Habil and Qabil or known as Cain and Abel in the Bible And there is uh, no authentic narration, but from the narrations that are mentioned in the books of Tafsir, Concerning the background of this story Some of those narrations say that they both wanted to marry the same woman. And so, Habir and Qabil came to their father, Adam, and they said that we both want to marry the same woman. So, how do we decide? So, he said to them, give a sacrifice. The sacrifice that is accepted by Allah, he can marry the woman. And the one who doesn't have it accepted, doesn't get to marry her. So, one of them, Habir, decided that he would give the best of what he could give. The best of what he could offer. And that was that he was a man who had livestock, he had animals, grazing animals So he sacrificed the most precious of his animals to Allah Azza wa Because as we mentioned in Surah Al-Imran آل لَن الْبِرَّ حَتَّى مما تحبون Piety is when you sacrifice what is most beloved to you So he had that mindset of excellence The other one Qabil said Allah doesn't need my sacrifice Allah isn't going to benefit What is Allah going to benefit from what I give? So I will give what I have no need for So he was a man who had vegetation and crops and farms So he gave the leftover of his crops The things that no one could use and no one could benefit from And so he misunderstood the principle That when we give and we sacrifice and we give charity It is not that Allah benefits from it as Allah mentions in Surah Al-Hajj Allah does not benefit from the meat Or the blood of your sacrifice But Allah benefits or Allah sees What reaches Allah is your taqwa What reaches Allah is your piety And your faith That is what Allah Azza wa Jal is judging you upon So he only gave the leftovers The other son of Adam Allah Azza wa Jal accepted the sacrifice of Habil The one who gave the best of his wealth And he didn't give the other one, he didn't accept the other one, so his brother became jealous of him, and his jealousy and rage led him to say to him that I will kill you, and how often does jealousy and rage and hatred and anger lead to these types of crimes over property, over marriage, over wealth, I will kill you, so he said to him, it's not my fault, Allah only accepts, the word in Arabic is to emphasize and to make exclusive, Innama, Allah indeed only accepts from those who have taqwa, those who are God fearing. Umar said that if I knew from all of my deeds that I have put forth that Allah only accepted one, I would place all of my hope upon it. Umar, with all of his jihad and prayer and sacrifice and charity and the years of companionship with the Prophet only one deed, I would place my trust upon it. And he said, because Allah says, Allah only accepts from the God fearing If Allah accepts that one deed It means that I am from those people That are from the
0: muttaqeen <laughs> Even if you do raise your hand against me to kill me I'm not going to raise my hand against you to kill you Truly <laughs> really, I fear Allah The Lord of all the worlds إِنِّي أُرِيدُ wa وَإِثْمِكَ فَتَكُونَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ النَّارِ I want you to take on my wrongdoing, meaning by killing me, and your wrongdoing for what you did before. And so, become one of the companions of the fire. I don't know what to take on your sin if you kill me so that I become one of the people of the fire. Allah says, جَزَاءُ That is the repayment of the wrongdoers. So his lower self persuaded him and made it appear attractive to him to kill his brother And he killed him and became one of the last by killing him And he did not know what to do with him Because that was the first human corpse on the earth So he carried him on his back
1: Meaning that when he killed him, he didn't know what to do with his body no one had committed murder before, no one had died before this son of Adam alayhi salam And so Allah sends him, as we will mention in the next verse, verse number 31, sends him the example of the crow, burying another crow And in the hadith of Al-Bukhari of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, the Prophet said sallallahu alayhi wa No one commits murder except that a portion of that sin will be upon that first son of Adam Because he was the one to start this practice of killing And that is the principle of our religion That if someone takes a good practice from you, you get a share of that reward And if someone takes an evil practice from you, you get a share of that sin
0: Then Allah sent a crow which scratched at the earth with its beak and feet And piled it on top of another dead crow until it had covered it To show him how to conceal and bury his brother's corpse قال يا ويلتا أعجزت أن أكون مثل هذا الغراب فأواني he said, "Oh woe is me, am I not even able to be like this crow and conceal my brother's corpse? فاصبح من النادمين and he became one of the bitterly remorseful for what he had done by carrying him and then burying him. من أجل on that account meaning murder, murder كَتَبْنَا عَلَى بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ أَنَّهُ مَنْ قَتَلَ نَفْسًا نَفْسٍ أَوْ فَسَادٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَكَأَنَّمَا قَتَلَ النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا so we, de- so we decreed for the tribe of Israel that if someone kills another person Unless it is in retaliation for killing someone else or for causing corruption in the earth By such things as unbelief and fornication and highway robbery It is as if he had murdered all mankind وَمَنْ أَحْيَاهَا فَكَأَنَّمَا أحيا النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا And if anyone gives life to another person Meaning by preventing a murder It is as if he had given life to all mankind Ibn Abbas said that murdering all mankind Occurs when there is violation of the honor And safety of the person Our messengers came to them, meaning the tribe of Israel, with clear signs, meaning miracles. But even after that, many of them committed outrages in the earth by exceeding the limits in respect of unbelief, killing, and other things. Verse 33 The following was revealed about the uranites when they came to Medina and were ill, and the Prophet ﷺ gave them permission to go out to the camels and drink from their urine and milk. When they recovered again, they killed the herdsmen of the Prophet ﷺ and stole the animals. This
1: uh, narration in verse number 33 is authentic. It's, it's collected in Al Bukhari and Muslim. Uh, and the translators have, have anglicized uh, the term and said, Juronites, they are from the tribe of Uraina, Urayniyin. These people came and they came to the Prophet ﷺ in Medina and they said that they accepted Islam. And the environment and the, and, the, and the air of Medina didn't suit them So they became ill So the Prophet ﷺ told them to go to the camels of Sadaqah The camels that were given in zakat and Charity When people would give their livestock in Charity There would be a place that they would be have for grazing in Medina That place they would graze in those animals So they're not for people to eat or buy or sell They will be given to the poor But whilst and before they are being distributed They go and graze in that place The Prophet said to them, go to there and tell my shepherd that I sent you, drink from the milk and the urine of those camels. And that shows that that is the basis of the proof of those scholars who say that what is halal to eat, its urine also becomes pure. Go and eat or drink rather from the the camel milk and the camel urine and you will be cured. So those people went and they drank and Allah cured them. They apostated. They killed the shepherd of the Prophet and they stole the wealth and they fled. When the Prophet ﷺ heard this, he sent people to go after them and catch them and he caught them. And when he caught them, he punished them in this way. And this is called the punishment of those people who cause corruption upon the earth to mass evil. It is one of the greatest or most harshest penal codes or, or punishments for those people for the crimes that a person can commit. And that is what is being referred to in this
2: narration.
0: إنما جزاءُ الذين يحاربون الله ورسوله ويسعون في الأرض فساداً أي يقتلو، أي يقتلو أو يصلبوا أو تقطع أيديهم وأرجلهم من خلاف أو يثمون الأرض. The reprisal against those who wage Allah who wage war on Allah and His Messenger by fighting the Muslims and go about the earth corrupting it by committing highway robbery is that they should be killed or crucified or have their opposite hands and feet cut off meaning right hand and left foot or be banished from the land The conjunction or which separates the different punishments indicates that they should be applied in order of severity according to the particular circumstances of the crime Killing is for someone who only kills Crucifixion is for someone who kills and steals. Amputation is for someone who steals but does not kill. Exile is for someone who only causes fear. Ibn Abbas said this, and Ashafi follows it. The standard of two positions is that someone is that someone crucified should be left up for three days. Connected to exile are punishments of imprisonment and the like. That, meaning punishment, will be the degradation in this world. And in the next world, they will have a terrible punishment in the fire.
1: And clearly in verse number 33, the fiqh rulings and the details of this, and is it in order or is it not in order or is it for some crimes and other crimes? This is something which is for the books of fiqh. And the position, as you can see, of Imam al-Shafi'i is as mentioned by the author. And other scholars like Imam Ahmad and Imam Malik and others said, it is up to the Muslim ruler or the Muslim judge. He chooses what he considers to be the best in that regard. And Allah knows best.
0: إِلَّا الَّذِينَ تَابُوا مِنْ أَنْ عَلَيْهِمْ Except for those highwaymen and rebels who repent before you gain power over them Know that Allah is ever forgiving for what they have done, most merciful to them By allowing a penalty less than those prescribed in the previous ayah So do not inflict, inflict the Hadd on them Repentance can only mitigate the Hadd of Allah But it does not alter the rights of human beings this is clear to me and I cannot see any possible opposition to it Allah knows best If someone kills and takes property He is subject to execution and amputation But is not to be crucified This is the standard of the positions of a Shafi'i Repentance is of no use after someone has been captured That is the standard of his two views In verse number 34
1: As we mentioned before yesterday as well That when Allah azza wa often mentions A major sin or a major crime Yesterday we gave the example in Surah Nisa A person who commits murder accidentally Manslaughter here we have another example. Allah often, if not always, follows those verses by verses of Tawbah. Those people who turn to Allah, those people who go back to Allah and repent, Allah جل, is all forgiving and most merciful. And Imam Surat Ta'ala mentions a very important point and it is a very precise deduction of his Ta'ala, showing his knowledge and his intelligence. He says Repentance can only mitigate the had of Allah But it does not alter the rights of human beings That is clear to me And I cannot see any possible opposition to it And Allah knows best And that is the case That a person who makes Tawbah Their Tawbah is for the sin as it pertains to The rights of Allah that they have disobeyed or infringed upon As for the rights of others Those are still fabric They are still there And those must be repaid So for example if someone steals from someone, a sum of for example a thousand pounds and they make Tawbah to Allah, Allah will forgive them but a condition of that Tawbah is that they must return the rights of people as well. So it can't be I just make Tawbah but I steal and I keep it. And that is clearly demonstrated in the Sunnah and as the scholars mentioned that it is one of the conditions of, of Tawbah. And Allah Azzawajal Knows best. Now, he says that the end repentance is of no use after someone has been captured, meaning that if the issue has been taken up to the Sultan, then it is in the affairs of the leader or the judge. They are the ones who decide. Even if that person makes tawbah or if the other person says, I forgive them. And that's clearly mentioned in, I believe it's the hadith of sa ibn Abi Waqas, in Ibn Majj and other books of the Sunan, that a man came and took something from him and he raised the issue up to the Prophet. So the Prophet said, Take off his hand. And the companion said, messenger of Allah, I didn't want it to go to that far. I just wanted you to show it to him. I was going to forgive him. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, you should have thought about that before you brought it to me. Meaning that as the judge, he has to uh, uh, take the rules of Allah and the laws and the punishments that Allah has prescribed. In Allah knows best now.
0: يَا fi You who believe, be fearful of Allah, showing fear of his punishment by obeying him, and seek the means through obedience to draw near to him, and fight hard in jihad in his way to elevate his deen, so that perhaps you may be successful. <laughs> As for those who disbelieve If they had everything on the earth And the same again with it To ransom themselves from the punishment of the day of rising It would not be accepted from them They will have a painful punishment They will want to get out of the fire But they will not be able to They will have an everlasting punishment
1: This is an amazing verse Verses 36 and 37 These people that enter into the fire Even if they had everything In the heavens and earth With which to ransom themselves It would not be accepted from them and Allah in, in, in some Narrations it is said that Allah will say to them I wanted something far less from you than this That you should worship me alone To ransom yourself with everything That Allah has created in the heavens and the earth And all of his treasures is far greater Than what Allah Azza wa asks of you now That you obey him and that you worship him And on that day that ransom Will not be accepted They will be in the fire and there will be no escape for them And as they try to exit it will be, They will be placed Back within it
0: وَالسَّارِقَةُ أَيْدِيَهُمَا جَزَاءً بِمَا As for both male thieves and female thieves Cut off their right hands at the wrist in reprisal for what they have done The sunnah makes it clear that amputation takes place on account of a quarter of a dinar or more And if someone steals again, their left foot is cut at the ankle Then their left hand and after that it is subject to discretion نَكَالًا مِّنَ An object lesson and punishment from Allah Allah hakim, Allah is almighty in his command, all wise in his creation.
1: And clearly these are rulings of Islam that require a Muslim ruler in a Muslim country and a Muslim judge with its conditions. It is not just as simple as this and its rulings are more detailed than this in the Sunnah. But the author mentions some of them, including the minimum amount that has to be stolen its value, and that is mentioned in the Hadith al Bukhad, Muslim of Aisha, radiyallahu Anha.
0: <laughs> but if anyone repents after his wrongdoing, meaning after stealing and puts things right by amending his behavior, Allah will turn towards him. إِنَّ اللَّهَ Allah is ever forgiving, most merciful. The rights of another human being are not restored by repentance, so a thief must return any property he has stolen. The sunnah makes it clear that if someone repents before the case is presented to the the, the ruler The had is not carried out That is the position of a (laughs) shafi'i Do you not know that the sovereignty of the heavens and earth belongs to Allah? This question implies an affirmative response (laughs) He punishes whoever he wills and forgives whoever he wills عَلَى كُلِّ Allah has power over everything Including the power to punish or forgive يَا Messenger, do not be grieved by what has been done By those who rush into unbelief Falling into unbelief quickly at the first possible opportunity from among those who say we believe with only their tongues when their hearts do not believe. They are the hypocrites. وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ And among the Jews are those who listen to lies, which their rabbis have forged and which they accept instead of listening to you. سَمَّاعُونَ Listening to other people among the Jews who have not come to you. Referring to the people of Khaibar When one of them who had been married committed adultery and they did not want to stone him, Quraidah sent a delegation to the Prophet ﷺ To ask for his judgment regarding the couple Distorting words which were in the Torah Such as the verse and stoning From their proper meanings As Allah had revealed them Thereby changing them Saying to those they sent If you are given this Meaning alter judgment Which is flogging by Muhammad ﷺ then take it and accept it. If, however, you are not given it and are given a different judgment, then beware of accepting it. If Allah desires misguidance for someone, you cannot help him or defend him against Allah in any way. Those are the people whose hearts Allah does not want to purify from unbelief. If He desires that, it shall be. They will have disgrace in this world through degradation and jizya. And in the next world, they will have a terrible punishment.
1: This verse, verse number 40, 41, the story that is mentioned here of the people of Khaybar and the Jews of Quraydah and Banu Nadir is an authentic narration in Surah Abi Dawud. And it said that the people of Nadir, the tribe of Nadir, were considered to be more noble than the tribe of Quraydah. So if someone from Nadir did something wrong, they wouldn't apply the punishment upon them. But if someone from Banu Qurayza did something wrong, they would apply the punishment upon them. Because Nadir considered themselves and they were considered to be nobler and better. And so that's why they came when Qurayza were felt hard done by and that they were people who were being oppressed. They came despite being non-Muslims to the Prophet for his judgment. And that is an authentic narration.
0: They are listeners to lies, consumers of ill-gotten gains Read as suht and suhut Meaning unlawful wealth such as bribes If they come to you so that you can judge between them You may either judge between them or turn away from them This is abrogated by Allah's words Judge between them below So the Muslims must Give judgment between them when they come to us for it. That is the soundest of the positions of a Shafi. If they present themselves accompanied by a Muslim, it becomes absolutely mandatory to give judgment by consensus. <speaking in Hebrew> if you turn away from them, they cannot harm you in any way. <speaking> in <Hebrew> but if you judge but if you do judge between them, judge between them justly and fairly. Allah loves the just Their judgments and will reward them This verse, verse number
1: 42 The position of Imam Shafi The abrogation of this verse Is the opinion of some of the scholars of Tafsir Like Ibn Kathir ta'ala, And others And they say And the verse is going to come Verse 49 It is abrogated by that verse And what it's referring to is asking the question that if the non-Muslims in the Muslim country come to the Muslim ruler to, for his judgment so there's no Muslims involved, it was non-Muslims this verse applies or seems to imply that the ruler has a choice, he can either judge amongst them with the laws of Islam or he can refer them back to their own system and say you judge between yourselves does he have that choice? In verse 49 Allah says and rule uh, uh, judge Amongst them by what Allah has revealed And that's why some other scholars said it is abrogated Other scholars said no, it is not abrogated As we can see, Imam Shafi'i chooses the opinion That it is abrogated, that he has no choice And other scholars said no, it's his choice still It's not an abrogation, it's a specification If he wishes to, he can And if he does, then obviously he rules By the laws of Islam But if he doesn't wish to, that is still his option And Allah knows best
0: وَكَيْفَ فِيهَا حُكْمُ اللَّهِ How can they make you their judge when they have the Torah with them Which contains the judgment of Allah about stoning This is a question which invokes wonder Suggesting that they did not intend by so doing to know the truth But hoped for a judgment which would be easier for them ثُمَّ يَتَوَلَّوْنَ Then even after that judgment they turn their backs When they are presented with the judgment of stoning Which is in fact in accordance with their book وَمَا أُولَٰئِكَ Such people are certainly not believers In أَنْزَلْنَا فِيهَا وَنُور We sent down the Torah containing guidance Away from misguidance and light Here meaning clarification of judgments Aslamu <laughs> Hadu And the prophets of the tribe of Israel who had submitted them, who had submitted themselves and obeyed Allah, gave judgment by for the Jews, as did their scholars and their rabbis. By what they had been allowed to preserve of Allah's book without alteration, without alteration, and to which they were witnesses that it was the truth. Do not be afraid of people, Jews, regarding divulging what they have of the description of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, stoning and other things. Be afraid of me, regarding concealing it. And do not sell and exchange my signs for a paltry price, a little of this world, in return for concealing them. وَمَن لَّمْ يَحْكُم بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْكَافِرُونَ Those who do not judge by what Allah has sent down such people are unbelievers وَكَتَبْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ فِيهَا أَنَّ النَّفْسَ بِالنَّفْسِ وَالْعَيْنَ بِالْعَيْنِ وَالْأَنفَ بِالْأَنفِ وَالْأُذُنَ بِالْأُذُنِ وَالسِّنَّ بِالسِّنِّ قصاص. We prescribed in it meaning the Torah for them a life for a life you should be killed if you kill someone. An eye, read as Aynu and Aynah, gouged out for an eye. A nose, read as Anfu and Anfa, mutilated for a nose. An ear, read as Udhunu and uduna, cut off for an ear. A tooth, read as Sunnu, Sinnu, and Sinna, extract, extracted for a tooth. And retaliation for wounds. There is retaliation when it is possible, for instance, for the loss of a life, a foot, a hand, and similar things. But when it is impossible, arbitration should take place. This judgment, even if it was prescribed for the Jews, is also confirmed in our Sharia. But if anyone forgoes that retaliation, when he is able to exact exact it, forgoing it, as charity, it will act as an expiation for him. Those who do not judge by what Allah has sent down regarding retaliation and other things. Such people are wrongdoers. When he says in this verse
1: verse number forty five, the different recitations, he's referring to the majority of the people who recite as Walla Bil Ayni, always with the Fatha wal-anfa, Wal sinna and al Kisa'i that reads it with the Dhamma Wallain nu walan fuhu
0: and we sent Isa and following in there Meaning the Prophet's footsteps confirming the Torah that came before him <coughs> We gave him the gospel containing guidance away from his guidance And light meaning here clarification of judgments Confirming the judgments in the Torah that came before it, and his guidance and admonition for the God-fearing. ahlul bima the people of the Gospel should judge by what rulings Allah sent down in it. Read as wal وَلْيحكم and
1: wal وال, which is the reading of Hamza. Wal yahkum,
0: وَمَنْ لَمْ يَحْكُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Those who do not judge by what Allah has set down, such people are degenerate These verses, verses 44,
1: 45 and 47 We see at the end of them that Allah Azza wa Jal says who does not, Whoever does not judge by what Allah has revealed Is from the disbelievers, is from the oppressors, is from the evildoers and this is one of those verses that some of the sects like the Khawarij greatly misunderstood and based upon it they rebelled against the Muslim rulers and they caused havoc and evil upon the earth and corruption when they killed the innocent and they made halal what Allah Jalla has made haram. And the misunderstanding comes from these verses and the correct understanding of the methodology of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah as mentioned by Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, and many of the early scholars of Islam is that it refers to a lesser type of disbelief meaning that if someone is as a Muslim ruler doesn't judge by what Allah has revealed that is a type of disbelief not a disbelief that takes them outside of the fold of Islam it is a major sin it becomes major disbelief if they feel or they reject Allah's verses or if they believe that Allah's verses are somehow substandard are not up to par, that their own human judgment is better than Allah's divine judgment. That is, something which takes a person outside of the fold of Islam, because now they're rejecting the Quran. And that is disbelief. But someone who does it out of weakness of some other consideration, is not a person who goes outside of the fold of Islam. And so the understanding of these verses is extremely important, because it is one of the major confusion points that people have, when they do those crazy things that they do.
0: وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ بِالْحَقِّ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَمُهِيمِنًا عَلَيْهِ and We have sent out the book meaning the Quran to you Muhammad وسلم, with truth Confirming and conserving the previous books And testifying to them فحكم بَيْنَهُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعْ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ عَمَّا جَاءَكَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ So judge between them Meaning the people of the book when they present a case to you By what Allah has sent down to you And do not follow their whims and desires So deviating from the truth that has come to you We have appointed a law (sharia) And a practice meaning a clear path For every one of you Meaning different religious communities To follow in respect of your deen Had Allah willed He would have made you a single nation with a single sharia But he wanted to test you and divide you into groups regarding what Meaning the different laws has come to you To see which of you would obey and which disobey So compete against each other in doing good and raise to that Every one of you will return to Allah at the resurrection فَيُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِمَا And he will inform you regarding the things about which you differed in respect of the deen And repay each of them for their actions Judge between them by what Allah has sent down And do not follow their whims and desires يَفْتِنُوكَ عَنْ بَعْضِ مَا And beware of them lest they lure you away and misguide you from some of what Allah has sent down to you If they turn their backs from the revealed judgment and desire something else then know that Allah wants to afflict them to punish them in this world with some of their wrong actions which they commit including this turning away he will repay them for all of them. He will repay them for all of them in the next world. Many ثِرَّ مِنَ النَّاسِ لَفَاسِقُونَ Many of mankind are degenerate. أَفَحُكْمَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ do, do they then seek, rather, يَبْعُونَ and تَبْعُونَ You seek the judgment of the time of ignorance out of desire for mutual flattery and prejudice. وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ Who could be better at giving judgment than Allah For people with certainty No one of course could be better The people with certainty are mentioned Because they are those who reflect on things deeply O you who believe Do not take the Jews and Christians as your friends Meaning in mutual friendship and love (laughs) They are friends of one another Do not join with them in their unbelief any of you who takes them as friends is one of them إِنَّ الله لا يهدي القوم الظالمين Allah surely does not guide wrongdoing people who befriend the unbelievers In verse 51 we mentioned previously Do not
1: take them in mutual friendship and love That, that is that as Shaykh Mahathir, and others mentioned. That it is allowed to have friendship with them It is allowed to, for example, love a Muslim who marries a, a, a woman that's a Christian or a, a, a Jew It is allowed, for example, for a new Muslim to love his parents and family members that are non Muslims and so on That is not the meaning But what the meaning is and Allah knows best is To take them as people who will harm Islam or harm uh, the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That is what is being forbidden from And Clearly the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved his parents and loved Abu Talib and loved others from his family members that were not Muslim. And Allah knows
0: best. Yet you see those with sickness, meaning weak faith in their hearts, as was the case as was the case with Abdullah ibn Ubay, the hypocrite, rushing to them in friendship. Saying, meaning an excuse, we fear the f- the wheel of fate may turn against us, fearing the advent of drought or defeat, or that Muhammad might not be successful. It is so that they do not single them out. The Almighty continues. But it may well be that Allah will bring out bring about victory when the deen of the Prophet triumphs, or some other contingency from him. Meaning the exposure and disgrace of the hypocrites. Then they will deeply regret their secret thoughts of doubt and befriending the unbelievers. Those who believe say, read as yakuulu and يقول in amazement to one another when the hypocrites are disgraced by disclosure. Uh, these are These the people who swore by Allah With their most earnest oaths That they were with you in the deen Allah says <laughs> Their righteous actions have come to nothing And are nullified And they, are now, and they now are losers They have lost this world through their disgrace And the next world through eternal punishment <laughs> O oh, you who believe If any of you renounce your deen Meaning reverting to a belief. This shows that Allah knew that that would happen And indeed a group did renounce Islam After the death of the Prophet ﷺ Allah will bring forward a people To replace them Whom he loves and who love him And the Prophet ﷺ said about this They, meaning the replacements Are the people of this one And he pointed at Abu Musa al-Ash'ari Collected by al-Hakim al Humble and kind to the believers Fierce and harsh to the unbelievers Who fight to the utmost in the way of Allah And do not fear the blame of any blamer In the way that hypocrites fear the criticism of the unbelievers That, That is the unbounded favor of Allah Which he gives to whoever he wills Allah is boundless in his favor All knowing of who deserves it This ayah was revealed when Ibn Salam said Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam, Our people are shunning us This verse verse
1: number 54 Allah Azza wa Jal says that Allah will replace them with the people that love him And they love He loves them and in the narration that we have here of Al-Hakim, the Prophet Sallallahu pointed to Abu Musa al-Ash'ari And he said, it is him and his people And that is a, an authentic narration in the Mustadrak of Al-Hakim And Al-Hasr al Ta'ala said that it's referring to Abu Bakr and the other companions And both of those meanings are correct And Allah Azzawajal gives us a very important principle here That the people who follow the path of Allah and obey Allah And worship Allah Azza wa Sometimes have to be patient with the abuse That is directed towards them And the statements of others towards them And that's why Allah says وَلَا يَخَافُونَ فِي اللَّهِ لَوْمَةَ And they do not fear the blame of any blamer and that comes in acts of worship, it comes in etiquettes, it comes in principles, it comes in seeking knowledge and doing things that maybe some people don't appreciate or understand. And sometimes that means that you have to be harsh or you have to do something which people may take offense to. But you do it with intention and in the best way possible because it is something which Allah Azza wa Jal commands from His religion. And this narration that he mentions at the end of Abdullah ibn Salam that he's saying that the Prophet or Messenger of Allah our people are shunning us and so on. That is a statement of a
0: scholar another hadith no. Your friend is only Allah and his messenger Sallallahu and those who believe Those who establish the prayer and pay zakat And bow in humility or who pray voluntary prayers and those who make Allah their friend and His messenger, and those who believe, meaning Allah will help them and support them, it is the party of Allah who are victorious through His support of them. This makes it clear that they are His party and His followers. In verse uh, 55,
1: just to mention a point which is very difficult to pick up in the translation and, and perhaps even in the original Arabic. When he says and those who bow Either in humility or who pray Voluntary prayers The or here is These are both positions that are mentioned amongst The, the Salaf and the scholars of tafsir, And he is bringing them both to you and sometimes when you're reading, especially when you're reading at speed as we are, you pass by not understanding the amount of work and effort and the knowledge of this great scholar taala that he has basically concisely given you the two main positions amongst the scholars of the tafsir without going through the narrations, without bringing you the chain of narrators, without going through all of that discussion. He has done the hard work and he summarized for you in a very short sentence what the scholars of the tafsir say. And anyone that goes back to the larger bigger books of tafsir and their larger works will understand how much effort he's put in rahimahullah ta'ala and what is more amazing as we said is that he finished this book towards the early part of his life in his early 20s and he lived lived asiyut rahimallah till the age of 90 and this was something which was considered to be from his earlier works and despite that you can see his knowledge rahimahullah ta'ala (laughs)
0: يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تتخذوا الذين تتخذوا دينكم هزوا ولعبا من الذين أوتوا الكتاب من قبلكم والكفار أولياء أوه يهبلين. Do not take as friends any of those given the book before you or the unbelievers, meaning the idolaters, who make a mockery and a gamer of your Deen. واتقوا الله إن كنتم Fear of Allah by not taking them as friends if you are believers and are true in your belief. When you call to their prayer, meaning with the adhan, they make a mockery and a game of it, meaning the prayer, by making fun of it and laughing with one another. That which they do is because they are people who do not use their intellect. Verse 59. The following was revealed when the Jews asked the Prophet, ﷺ, in which messengers do you believe? He said, We believe in Allah and what He has revealed to us. When he mentioned Isa, they said, We do not know a worse deen than, than yours. Say, O people of the book, do you resent and dislike us for any other reason? That we believe in Allah and what was sent down to us And what was sent down before to the Prophets And that most of you are degenerate In other words, you only dislike us for our belief And your opposition In not accepting it is sheer deviance And this
1: is this uh, cause of Revelation Verse uh, 59 Imam al qutb rahimahullah narrates it as A statement of Abdullah ibn-Abbas Radiyallahu anhumah And the translators often When they when the word fasiqeen Comes in the Quran, they translate it as Degenerate and fisq is evil and it is a uh, sin, major sins, and so on. That is the word fist, but they have chosen this particular translation.
0: <laughs> Say, Shall I tell you of a reward, meaning repayment, with Allah far worse than that which you resent? Those Allah, whom, those Allah whom has cursed and put far from His mercy, and with whom He is angry, turning some of them into monkeys and to pigs by transmogrification and those, and who worshipped rather زابدة and Abuda, false gods. These are the Jews before them. False gods طغوت refers to Shaitan. They worship him by obeying him. Those people are in a worse situation Because they will be in the fire And further from the right way Meaning the path of the truth The root of straight means middle This is in contradiction of their words There is no dean worse than your deen In verse number
1: 60 He mentions the two quiraa as and Abada is the recitation of the majority of the Quran and he it means it's the verb to worship other than or to worship the false gods. Abuda is the recitation of Hamza. He says Abuda Tawudah. Abuda is the plural of worshippers. So it's the verb they worship false gods and they are worshippers of false gods. And Tawud, he says, is Shaitan, and that is one ta'wut, But a taghut is anyone that is worshipped besides Allah Any false god Is considered to be taghut no.
0: When they Meaning the hypocritical Jews come to you They say we believe But they entered in unbelief and left you with it They never believed Allah knows best They were hiding of hypocrisy You see many of them, meaning the Jews Rushing headlong into wrongdoing Meaning lying and enmity, meaning injustice And acquiring unlawful wealth Such as bribes What an evil thing they do by doing that يَنْهَاهُمُ الْرَبَّانِيُّونَ عَنْ قَوْلِهِمُ الْإِثْمَ وَأَكْلِهِمُ Why do the scholars and rabbis among them not prohibit them from evil speech, meaning lies, and acquiring ill-gotten gains? What an evil thing they fabricate, meaning by ignoring the prohibition. Verse 64 When their circumstances became reduced because of their denial of the Prophet ﷺ after they had previously been the wealthiest of people, the Jews say Allah's hand is changed, is chained, implying that He is unable to send provision to them and that He is miserly. Allah is far exalted above that. Allah continues by saying, their hands are chained and kept from performing good actions as a supplication against them, and they are cursed for what they say. No, both his hands are open wide An emphatic description of generosity And the hands are singled out for mention Since what the generous give of their property They give with their hands And he gives however he wills Expanding or constricting And no one can object كَثِيرًا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ مِنْ رَبِّكَ طغيانا وكفرا What has been sent down to you from your Lord Increases many of them in insolence and rejection of it We have cast enmity and hatred between them Each group opposing the others until the day of rising Each time they kindle the fire of war against the Prophet Allah extinguishes it Whenever they try to do that, Allah repels them. They rush about the earth, corrupting it through acts of disobedience. Allah does not love corruptors and will punish them.
1: This verse, verse number sixty-four. The author, rahimahullah taala, when speaking about the hands of Allah azza wa he says it is an emphatic description of generosity, and this is making ta'weel It is taking away the meaning of the hands of Allah and saying Allah's hands refer to his generosity, his favour, his grace and that Allah actually doesn't have two hands even though it is well established in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet and the Sunnah clearly states that Allah has hands and that he has two hands and to understand these points of aqidah and the names and attributes of Allah is so important because to misunderstand them takes a person into dangerous areas and dangerous zones Either by comparing Allah to his creation Or by denying attributes of Allah Azza that he has affirmed for himself Or that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam affirmed for himself And one of the points that Ibn Taymiyyah Rahimahullah makes in his Fatwa al hamawiyyah Al-Kubra Is that when Allah Azza wa rebukes the people of the book For their false beliefs and the mistakes that they make One of the things that he does not mention about them is that they denied Allah's names and attributes because as you can clearly see in this verse, the Jews said that Allah's hands are chained and they attributed hands to Allah. And that's not something which Allah disagreed with. It's not something that they rebuked with. So even in previous scriptures and previous religions they acknowledge these names and attributes of Allah Azza wa Jalla. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has two hands. And the hadith speak about this in detail. And to understand this is important because otherwise you have crazy views existing and crazy things that you hear. For example, that people claim that ahl Sunnah wal-Jama'ah say that Allah Azzawajal has two right hands because they misunderstand the hadith. And it's clearly mentioned that the Prophet said that Allah Azzawajal has two hands, Wakilta yadihi yamin, and both of his hands are right. They're like, well these people don't understand. It's a very backward way of understanding Islam. Hat and Allah have both hands that are right and what it's referring to is that Allah's hands, both of them are blessed. Because, as we know, we use the right hand for things that are good and the left hand for things that are impure and not good and that meaning is not ascribed to Allah Azzawajan. And that's why in the Sunnah when the Prophet speaks about Allah's hands, he doesn't say that Allah has a right and left hand. Allah says he says here yeah, Allah has a right hand. And then he says Wabi al and with his other hand and he doesn't use the word left because left, in our understanding, is something which is impure. And that is not a meaning that is attributed to Allah Jal. These points are very important to understand and to be studied. And there is a great deal of negligence with regards to this amazing science of Islam. And it leads to much difficulty and much confusion and much wrong. And Allah knows
0: best. If only the people of the book had believed in Muhammad and been God-fearing, meaning fearing unbelief, عَنْهُمْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ جَنَّاتِ We would have erased their evil deeds from them and admitted them into gardens of delight. annahum أَقَامُوا وَالْإِنْجِيلَ وَمَا إِلَيْهِمْ If only they had implemented the Torah and the Gospel by acting on what their books contain, which includes belief in the Prophet ﷺ and what, meaning revelation, was sent down to them from their Lord. مِنْ وَمِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِهِمْ They would have eaten from above their heads and beneath their feet Meaning as their provision would have been expanded for them And overflowed from every side Among them there is a moderate group who act by it Those who believed in the Prophet ﷺ In the way that Abdullah ibn Salam and his companions did مِّنْهُمْ سَاءَ مَا But what most of them do is evil
1: and this verse 66, Allah Azza wa shows his justice and his fairness And that is an etiquette that a Muslim Should have even when he's criticizing Someone that he mentions what is correct About them or what is fair about them Allah says There are fair and moderate and just people Amongst them and that is from Allah Azza wa
0: Justice Ya <laughs> Deliver all of what has been sent down to you from your Lord. Do not conceal anything out of fear of something being disliked. If you do not do it, meaning convey all that has been revealed to you, you will not have conveyed His message. Read as Risala and also in the plural as Risalat. Because concealing some of it is like concealing all of it. Allah will protect you from people. Meaning from them killing you The messenger of Allah وسلم, used to have guards guarding him until this was revealed and then he said leave Allah has given me protection collected by Al-Hakim <laughs> Allah does not guide the people of the unbelievers Verse number 67 this narration that he mentions
1: is also mentioned in uh, the hadith of Sa'ad ibn Malik anh, in Bukhari that the Prophet وسلم, one night said, if only one of my companions would come and guard me. And Sa'd ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu turned up, and he stood outside of the door of the house of the Prophet and the Prophet heard a noise, and he said, who is it? And he said, it is Sa'd ibn Malik, or messenger of Allah, I've come to stand guard. He said that I heard the Prophet sleep until I could hear his light snoring. And then Allah azza wa when he revealed this verse, the Prophet Told the companions that he doesn't need any gods, Doesn't need anyone to stand guard over him Or any type of bodyguard Because Allah Azza wa Jalla Has given him his divine
0: protection Say people of the book You have nothing of the deen to stand on Until you implement the Torah and the gospel And what has been said down to you from your Lord Meaning by acting by what is in it Part of which is believing in me. What has been sent down to you, meaning the Qur'an, from your Lord, increases many of them in insolence and unbelief because they reject it. So do not waste your grief by feeling sorry on the people of the unbelievers if they not believe in you. Do not worry about them. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَادُوا وَالنَّصَارَىٰ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Those who believe and those who are Jews and the Sabians, a group of them, and the Christians, all who believe in Allah and the last day and act rightly, will feel no fear and no, no sorrow in the next world. We've already mentioned
1: the opinions about Sabians, so Generally, when there's things that are repeated that we've already clarified and spoken about in detail to save time, we're not going to repeat that information.
0: We made a covenant with the tribe of Israel to believe in Allah and all his messengers, and we sent messengers to them. Each time a messenger from them came to them with something, meaning religious obligations, their lower selves did not desire, then they rejected him. They denied some and they murdered others, such as Zakaria and Yahya. They thought that there would be no trouble, meaning punishment for the denying and killing the messengers. They were blind to the truth and did not see it, and deaf to hearing it. Then Allah turned towards them when they repented. Then many of them went blind and deaf again. Allah sees what they do, and will repay them for their actions. Those who say Allah is a Messiah, the Son Maryam, are unbelievers وَقَالَ الْمَسِيحُ يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ عبد اللَّهَ وربكم. The Messiah said to them, O tribe of Israel, worship Allah, my Lord and your Lord Meaning, I am a slave and not a God إنه من يشرك بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الجنة If anyone attributes partners to Allah by worshipping anything other than Allah, Allah has forbidden him entry into the garden and his refuge will be the fire. The wrongdoers will have no helpers to protect them from the punishment of Allah. Those who say Allah is the third of three gods, implying that there is a trinity of Allah, Isa, and His mother, meaning a sect of Christians, are unbelievers. وَمَا مِنْ إِلَّا وَاحِدٌ There is no God but one God عَمَّا يَقُولُونَ الَّذِينَ مِنْهُمْ عَذَابٌ If they do not stop saying what they say regarding Trinitarianism And start affirming Allah's unity A painful punishment, meaning the fire, will afflict those among them who disbelieve And remain adamant in their unbelief why do they not turn to Allah and ask for His forgiveness for what they have said? This is a question which implies a rebuke. وَاللَّهُ Rahim. Allah is ever forgiving to those who repent, most merciful to them. The Messiah, the son of Maryam, was only a messenger, before whom messengers came and went. In other words, he was like the other messengers, not a God, as the Christians claimed. ummuhu siddiqah. His mother was a woman of truth. The title woman of truth, siddiqah, is an adjective derived from the intensive form of صِدِّق, which means sincere or truthful. Both of them ate food like other people. Since he was like that, he cannot be a God because of his constitution and weakness and being subject to urine and feces. See in wonder How we make the signs of Allah's oneness clear to them ثم See how they, are perver- how they are perverted from the truth in spite of the evidence من الله ما لا والله هو السميع العليم Say, do you worship besides Allah What has no power to harm or help you When Allah is the all-hearing, hearing hearing your words The all-knowing, knowing knowing your states The question implies a negative answer (laughs) Say, people of the book, meaning Jews and Christians Do not go to extremes in your deen Asserting other than the truth Exceeding the limits by giving Isa a status Beyond that which is appropriate for him وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا أَهْوَاءَ قَوْمٍ قَدٍ ضَلُّوا مِنْ قَبْلٍ And do not follow the whims and desires of peoples who were misguided earlier Meaning your ancestors who went to extremes وَأَضَلُوا كَثِيرًا And have misguided many others And are far from the right way Meaning the path of the truth لُعِنَ الَّذِينَ مِن بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ عَلَى لِسَانِ دَاوُودَ وَعِيسَ بَنِ Those among the tribe of Israel who disbelieved were cursed on the tongue of Dawood and were trans- transformed into apes, a reference to the people of Ayla who fished on the Sabbath. And that of Isa, son of Maryam, who cursed them and they were changed into pigs. They were the people of the table. That curse is because they rebelled and overstepped the limits <coughs> They would not restrain one another Meaning forbid one another to act in that way From any of the wrong things that they did <coughs> How evil were the things they used to do They <coughs> You, Muhammad, وسلم, see many of them taking those who disbelieve among the people of Mecca as friends out of hatred for you. What? This action, they lower selves have advanced for them in the next world, is evil indeed, as it involves bringing Allah's anger down upon them. They would suffer punishment timelessly forever. If they had believed in Allah, and the Prophet and what has been sent down to him, they would not have taken them, meaning the unbelievers, as friends. But most of them are degenerate, meaning outside of belief. لَتَجِدَنَّ أَشَدَّ النَّاسِ عَدَاوَةً لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الْيَهُودَ You, Muhammad Wasallam, find that the most hostile people to those who believe are the Jews and the idolaters, meaning the people of Mecca, on account of the, of the intensity of their unbelief and ignorance and, the, and their preoccupation with following their desires. وَلَتَجِدَنَّ أَقْرَبَهُمَّ وَدَّةً لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الَّذِينَ You will find that the most affectionate people to those who believe are those who say we are Christians Meaning they are nearest in love to the believers That is because some of them are priests, meaning scholars and monks, worshippers And because they are not arrogant They are not too proud to follow the truth in the way that the Jews and the people of Mecca were. The following ayah was revealed about the delegation of the Negus who came from Abyssinia. The Prophet ﷺ recited Surah Yasin and they wept and became Muslim. They said, this is the same as what was revealed to Isa. Allah Almighty says, This verse, verse number
1: 82, that
0: statement at the end of the verse being
1: revealed concerning uh, the people. And what it means is the people of Al-Najashi. Because Al-Najashi himself, the ruler didn't come to Medina. He never met the Prophet, وسلم, but it said that some of his people came. This statement is a statement of Saeed ibn Jubayr, the famous scholar amongst the Tabi'een. And there is an authentic narration of Abdullah ibn Zubayr in the tafsir of Ibn Abi Hatim that is similar to this. That is authentic. That is referring to some okay. of them that they came and the Prophet recited the Quran to them. Uh, and as far as I recall, though, it doesn't mention particularly Surah Yasin, but that he recited the Quran to them and they believed.
0: وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا مَا أُنزِلَ إِلَى الْرَسُولِ تَرَى أَعْيُنَهُمْ مِنَ مِمَّا عَرَفُوا مِنَ الْحَقِّ When they listen to what has been sent down to the messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, meaning the Qur'an You see their eyes overflowing with tears Because of what they recognize as the truth They say, our Lord, we believe And affirm your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and your book so, write us down with the witnesses who are brought near by affirming them. Verse 84. They said in answer to those of the Jews who criticized them for their affirmation of Islam, How could we not believe in Allah and the truth that has come to us, meaning the Quran? Meaning nothing can prevent our belief in the face of the incontrovertible evidence which demands it. وَنَطَمَعُ رَبُّنَا مَعَ الْقَوْمِ الصَّالِحِينَ When we long for our Lord to include us among the people of righteousness Meaning the believers who enter the garden Allah then says فَأَثَابَهُمُ اللَّهُ بِمَا قَالُوا جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِن Allah will reward them for what they say With gardens, with rivers flowing under them Remaining in them timelessly forever that is the recompense of all good doers who do good and have faith وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَكَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَحِيمُ As for those who disbelieve and deny our signs They are the companions of the blazing fire Verse 87 The following was revealed about a group of companions Who dedicated themselves to fasting and prayer Did not approach women or perfume And did not eat meat or sleep on beds you who believe, do not make unlawful the good things Allah has made lawful for you And do not overstep the limits by going beyond what Allah has commanded Allah does not love people who overstep the limits
1: This verse, verse 87, the cause of revelation Is the same to Abdullah ibn Abbas رضي الله but I don't, but the authentic hadith in Abu Aisha an al Bukhari muslim doesn't mention this as being the cause of revelation for the verse. But it is an authentic narration that some of the companions said that we will not get married. Others said that they would fast, and not break their fast. Others said that they would pray and not sleep. And the Prophet when he heard this, he says, as for me, I get married and I fast and I break my fast and I pray and I sleep. فمن رغب عن سنة فليس مني. So whoever rejects or stays away from my sunnah, diverts from my sunnah is not for me. That is an authentic hadith in al-Bukhari and Muslim. But as, it, for, as for it being the cause of the revelation of this verse, Allah Azza wa Jalla knows best. But it is the statement of Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما. And sometimes when the scholars mention a hadith concerning verses, doesn't necessarily mean that it is the cause of revelation. It can be that it is something uh, an incident that took place. That is clearly linked to this verse As is the case here
0: clearly Eat the lawful and good things Allah has provided for you And be fearful of Allah Him in whom you believe Allah does not take you to task For your inadvertent oaths those voiced without a real intention of making an oath Such as when someone says Yes, by Allah Or no, by Allah But he will take you to task for oaths You make intentionally Read as
1: Read as Which is the recitation of Ibn Zakwan, One of the two narrators of Ibn Akattum, Which is everyone else's recitation And <verified> that, the or the Shadda and the kaff, But that is a Shad Qura'ah It is not a qiraa which is recited by no. But it shows you the depth of knowledge of a Ta'ala That he not only really brings the famous Qiraat,
0: But he brings the shadh Qiraat as well <means> The expiation for breaking an oath in that case is to feed 10 poor people with the average amount, meaning a mud for each person of the quality you usually buy, you feed your family, or to clothe them with what constitutes the normal dress of a shirt, turban and waist wrapper or the equivalent. According to a Shafi'i, it is not enough to simply give the money for these things or to free a slave. The slave who is freed must be a believer, as in the case of other expiations, such as that for killing and vihar divorce. This is an example of applying the general to the specific. يَجِدَ فَصِيَامُ ثَلَاثَةِ أَيَّامٍ Anyone without the means to do so Meaning to pay any of these alternative expiations Should fast three days as kaffar It appears that it is not a condition for them to be continuous And that is a view of a shafi'i ذَلِكَ أَيْمَانِكُمْ إِذَا حَلَفْتُمْ That which has been mentioned is the expiation for breaking oaths When you have sworn, when you have sworn them أَيْمَانَكُمْ Keep to your oaths But break those which are not for righteous actions Or putting things right between people As is stated in Surah Al-Baqarah Thus does Allah make his signs clear to you So that perhaps you may be thankful for that
1: This verse, verse 89 Is about again oaths And the expiation of oaths And part of it is mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah that Allah is saying that Allah subhanahu ta'ala does not consider an oath to be what people say just by way of ordinary everyday speech if in, As is the case in some cultures and some customs that they constantly say Wallahi Wallahi by Allah by Allah And they don't mean by that to take an oath by Allah's name but it's just part of their everyday speech But what Allah does hold us to account for is the ones that we have firm conviction in our hearts If we break those oaths then there is an expiation, expiation is that you feed 10 poor people or that you clothe them and he mentions here the statement of a Shafi'i Allah ta'ala in terms of what constitutes normal dress and that is the method of Imam al Shafi'i that anything that is considered clothing a single item of clothing is enough for expiation for those poor people and the position of Imam Malik and Imam Ahmad Allah ta'ala is that clothing must be what a person can wear in the salah so for a woman it is the full dress that would allow them to pray and for a man, it must obviously cover their aura and their shoulders. So they are more specific. They say that the, you know, the, when it comes to clothing, is it in the general custom or the custom of the sharia that is more specific when it comes to prayer. And then if they are unable to do this, then they fast three days. And he says that it is not a condition for them to be continuous. And that is the position of Imam Shafi'i and other scholars such as Imam Ahmad said that they have to be continuous and they based that upon the uh, the they based that upon the recitation of Ubay ibn Ka'b عم, That he would say that you fast 3 days continuously and the word continuously is recitation is not the recitation that is authentic that is recited by but when the companions have those additional words it is their tafsir the understanding that they have taken from the prophet وسلم, And that is the basis of Imam Ahmad's uh, position and what he says about the freeing of a slave, Allah doesn't say here that it has to be a believing slave. But in other parts of the Quran, Allah says with regards to freeing slaves that they have to be believers. So what Shafi'i does is he says that this is a general text and that is more specific and therefore what is general is defined by the specific and that is his position. ta'ala.
0: يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِنَّمَا وَالْأَنصَابُ You who believe intoxicants, anything which muddles the mind, gambling, stone altars meaning idols, and divining arrows are filth, and foulness from the handiwork of shaitan, which shaitan makes him attractive. لَعَلَّكُمْ Avoid them. Meaning the filth represented by these things completely So that perhaps you may be successful And this verse, verse 90
1: Is then the last of the three verses that prohibited Intoxicants So we mentioned the first one in Surah Al-Baqarah The second yesterday in Surah Al-Nisa And this is the third one that made It completely haram To in have any form of Intoxicant And in the hadith of Al-Bukhari and Muslim When this command was given Anas says that I was pouring wine Abu Talha al-Ansari radiyallahu anh, His stepfather And other guests that he had at his house When the caller came and told us That indeed Allah and his messenger Have made it haram To consume alcohol So Abu Talha said to me O oh Anas Take all of these containers That have alcohol and break them So he says that I took them And I broke them And spilled them in the alleyways of Medina
0: Inna ma Shaytan wants to stir up enmity and hatred between you By means of intoxicants and gambling Through the evil and conflict which arise out of these things And by a distraction with them To debar you from the remembrance of Allah and from the prayer The prayer is mentioned specifically to exalt it فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ So will you not give them up and stop doing them? Meaning that both the
1: prayer, prayer is from the remembrance of Allah But Allah specifies it because of its added importance and significance in our religion
0: وَأَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُوا الرَّسُولَ Obey اللَّهَ and obey the Messenger And beware of acts of disobedience if you turn your backs on obedience, then know that our messenger is only responsible for clearly conveying the message. The messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa is only responsible for clear transmission. Allah will repay you for what you do. لَيْسَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who believe and do right actions are not to blame for what they have eaten Meaning any intoxicants they consumed or gambling they did before this prohibition Provided they are God-fearing Meaning fearing forbidden things And believe and do right actions And then are God-fearing and believe Meaning being firm in fear of Allah and belief and then I got fearing and do good. Wallahum yuhibbul muhsinin. Allah loves all good doers and will reward them. In verse 93, in one of the narrations of the hadith of Anas, an, when Allah
1: made alcohol haram and He called it filth and impure and the handiwork of shaitan, some of the companions said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, some of our brothers died and this was in their stomachs, meaning it was halal for them. They used to drink and they died in that state. So Allah says, that they are not to blame those who consume and eat whilst they did so with faith and obeying Allah's commands at that time and fearing Allah because that was the ruling at that time. So Allah Alza absorbs them from sin and it shows you this amazing thing. And we gave the example of this also for in the changing of the Qibla how the companions, when these rulings would come down, were afraid for their brothers that are passed away. And that love and that mutual bond of friendship and brotherhood isn't just then confined to a lifetime when people are living, but even after these companions have passed away, the companions are worried for them and afraid for them and asking the Prophet for clarification because they fear for their brothers, and that is.
0: True love for the sake of Allah You who believe Allah will test you with small game animals he sends Which come within the reach of your hands And large game within reach of your spears This was revealed when the Muslims were in Ihram And the wild animals came And birds sat on their saddles so that Allah will know with clear and evident knowledge those who fear Him in the unseen. Because even though they do not see Him, they avoid hunting. Anyone who oversteps the limits after this prohibition and hunts will have a painful punishment. This verse, verse number
1: 94, the cause of revelation that, that is mentioned here. It's also mentioned by Imam Al-Qurtubi ta'ala, in his tafsir And Allah knows best concerning its authenticity
0: You who believe, do not kill game while you are in Ihram, Fuhaj, and Umrah If any of you kills any deliberately if, anyone, if one of you kills any deliberately, the penalty for it is a livestock animal equivalent. Read as equivalent to what he killed, an animal similar to the prohibited game killed. As judged by two just men among you, meaning by those who can distinguish such things. Ibn Abbas, Umar and Ali judged a camel for an ostrich. Ibn Abbas and Abu Ubaidah judged a cow for a wild cow and ass. And Ibn Umar and Ibn Awf judged the sheep for a gaza, And Ibn Abbas Umar and others judged the sheep for a dove Since they are in drinking water A sacrifice to reach the Kaaba This sacrifice should be carried out in the Haram And the meat from it that distributed among the poor people there It is not permitted to slaughter it where the offense occurred And if it is something not like livestock Like a sparrow or locust Then its value is owed. It's owed or expiation, requital by feeding the poor. Or it is kaffaratun paamun and enti- kaffaratu okay. paamin. Which entails feeding the poor with food of the region concerned equal to the value of the animal chosen. Each poor person receiving a mud. Or fasting commensurate to that food A day for each mud And if a person is able to He must feed rather than fast So that he may taste the evil consequences of And heavy repayment for what he did Allah has pardoned what took place in the past Regarding killing game before it was forbidden But if anyone does it again Allah will take revenge on him Allah is almighty And overcomes all Exacter of revenge on those who disobey him The penalty is incurred by those who kill game Either deliberately or accidentally So verse number 95 is
1: speaking about the rulings of Ihram In the state of Ihram One of the restrictions of Ihram is hunting So if a person hunts What is the expiation? The animal that they've hunted They must give the similar Or it's like in the animals that are Sacrificed. The animals that are sacrificed are sheep and cows and camels. So they must make a determination that is made by the people of knowledge. They determine, and, that, and that's what he means by those examples that he's giving of Umar and Ibn Abbas and Ibn uh, Abdullah ibn Awf and others from amongst the
0: companions. <laughs> what you catch in the sea is lawful for you, meaning for both people in ihram and people not in it. And you may eat its catch Which refers to that which lives exclusively in the sea Such as fish But not things which live on the land As well like crabs And all food from it What the sea casts up For your enjoyment in terms of eating And that of travelers who can provide for themselves from it But land game Referring to wild animals living on land Which can be eaten Is unlawful for you to hunt while you are in ihram if someone not in Ihram catches it and feeds it to someone in Ihram, he may eat it, as the Sunnah makes clear. So be fearful of Allah, Him to whom you will be gathered. So Allah in
1: 96 gives the exception that in the state of Ihram, you cannot hunt, but it doesn't include seafood because you know, uh, seafood is all halal, it doesn't need to be sacrificed. So therefore, it is permissible. And Also what is permissible as he says Is mentioned in the sunnah and is the position of The majority of the scholars That if food is hunted but not for you By someone who's not in the state of ihram They hunt and then they offer you some of it It's permissible for you to take it so long As the hunting was not done for you If it was hunted specifically for you Even if that person wasn't in the state of ihram Who's doing the hunting Then it's not allowed But if someone hunts and sacrifices animal And then gives it to you and you happen to be In the state of ihram Then that is fine
0: جَعَلَ اللَّهُ الْكَعْبَةَ الْبَيْتَ الْحَرَامَ قِيَامًا لِلنَّاسِ الْحَرَامَ وَالْقَلَائِدِ Allah has made the Ka'bah, the sacred house, a special institution for mankind, appointed for the human race to establish the deen by performing the hajj there, and as a sanctuary in this world where those who visit it are safe and secure from attack, and all sorts of projects are brought to it, and also the sacred months. Read as Shahmul Haram in the singular, which is here used as a generic, and so is in fact plural and refers to the month of Dhul Hijjah, Muharram, and People are safe from fighting during them, and the sacrificial animals and the ritual gardens, whose owners are safe from attack. Then That appointment which was mentioned is so. That you may know that Allah knows what is in the heavens and what is in the earth, and that Allah has knowledge of everything. Allah has ordered this to bring about people's best interests and prevent detrimental things before they occur. This is an indication of His knowledge of both what already exists and also everything that is going to exist. Know that Allah is fierce in retribution against His enemies. And that Allah is ever forgiving to his friends Most merciful to them The messenger is only responsible for conveying the message to you Allah knows what actions you divulge and what actions you hide And he will repay you for them Say bad and things and good meaning lawful things are not the same وَلَوْ أَعْجَبَكَ كَثْرَةُ الْخَبِيثِ Even though the abundance of the bad things may appear good to you and delight you. اللَّهَ يَا الْأَلْبَابِ تُفْلِحُونَ Be fearful of Allah by shunning them, people of intelligence, so that perhaps you will be successful. Verse 101 The following was revealed when many questions were asked of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَسْأَلُوا عَنْ أَشْيَاءَ You who believe, do not ask about matters which, if they were made known to you, would make things difficult for you because of the hardship they contain. وَإِن تَسْأَلُوا عَنْهَا حِينَ they الْقُرْآنُ If you do ask about them while the Qur'an is being sent down, meaning during the lifetime of the Prophet wasallam they will be made known to you. In other words, they will become apparent and you will be... Be vexed by them Do not ask questions about them Allah has ignored them He has pardoned your asking So do not do it again Allah is ever forgiving Forbearing
1: Verse number 101 Allah Azza wa forbids the companions Of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi From asking excessive questions And this is mentioned in a number of ahadith hadith In the sunnah from them is the narration of Ibn khuzaimah which the Prophet said Sallallahu Alaihi sallam That indeed Allah Azza Has made hajj obligatory upon you And so a companion said Oh Messenger of Allah Every year The Prophet Said if I were to say yes Then it would be so Meaning it would become an obligation And you would be unable to do so So leave me alone so long As I don't say anything to you and in the narration of Sahih bukhari Where the Prophet Said to the companions That if you knew what I knew You would laugh little and cry much and the Prophet was angry that day and upset And the companions were asking questions And he said to them, ask me any question, and I will answer it to you So one companion started asking about his family members And the Prophet was responding to him Until Umar عنك, could see the anger in the face of the Prophet so he came and he sat in front of the Prophet ﷺ and he said, billahi wa wa Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam We are pleased with Allah as our Lord, Islam as our religion, and the Prophet ﷺ as our Prophet. And so the companions were told not to ask excessive questions, meaning that in things that you don't need to know, don't ask, because if you ask, it may become an obligation upon you inadvertently. And that's why the companions used to say that we used to like when the Bedouin Arab would come from outside of Medina, who wasn't aware of these etiquettes and rulings. And he would ask questions because we would benefit from the questions that were being asked by that individual. And that is the principle that still applies today. To ask about your religion, what you need to know for clarification, for understanding is allowed. But to ask excessive, frivolous questions that have no benefit and cause no great deal of knowledge is something which therefore is not from the etiquette of
0: knowledge. Okay. No. People before you ask their prophets about them, meaning these things, and they explained the rulings about them and then later came to reject them by refusing to act by those rulings. مَا جَعَلَ اللَّهُ مِن بَحِيرَةٍ وَلَا سَائِبَةٍ وَلَا وَصِيلَةٍ وَلَا حَامٍ Allah did not institute any such thing, meaning ruling, as bahira, sa'iba wasila, or Ham, which the people of the jahiliyyah used to do. Al-Bukhari reported from, from Sa'id ibn al that the bahira was an animal whose milk was assigned to idols and which was not allowed to be milked. The Sa'iba was an animal on which no one could put any loads. The Wasila was a virgin she camel which was, which was one of a pair of twins and was devoted to their idols. The Ham was a stallion cam- camel which had fathered a certain number of camels after which they left it for their idols and did not allow it to carry anything. But those who disbelieve invented lies against Allah in ascribing these things to Him falsely. Wa لَا يَعْقِلُونَ Most of them do not use their intellect and did not recognize that it was merely an invention of their ancestors. Allah Azza in verse 103 speaks <coughs> about
1: the practices of the Arabs in Jahiliyyah <coughs> that they would have these animals that they would say are for our idols that they would dedicate to their idols and you have the narration the saying of Sa'id ibn Musayyib رحمه الله who is one of the scholars of the Tabi'een that is mentioned in Al-Bukhari Bukhari? It's not a hadith, it is a statement of Saeed ibn Musayib, Taala. And the only, um, I think, mistranslation is for Al Wasila. The translators have here the Wasila was a virgin she camel which was one of a pair of twins. What the Wasila is, as mentioned in the notion of Al Bukhari, is a camel that would only give birth to. Female camels only give birth to daughters, and once they did this a number of times, they would consider it to be an honored camel. So they would dedicate them. And all of these four, the common denominator amongst them is that the Arabs considered what they did <coughs> to be something which was amazing. For some reason, the Arabs considered to be, it be to be a, a sign that these animals should be dedicated to their gods and to their idols. Besides, Allah Azawajal, and Allah says that this is all from their ascribing lies to Allah because of their ignorance.
0: وَإِذَا اللَّهُ When they are told, come to what Allah has done, to the Messenger, وسلم, who makes lawful what you have made unlawful. قَالُوا حَسْبُنَا They say, what we found our fathers doing is enough for us, in respect of our, our deen and sharia. Allah says, what? Is that enough? Even if their fathers did not know anything And were not guided to the truth <laughs> You believe you are only responsible for yourselves You can only you can only protect yourselves And put yourselves right <laughs> The misguided cannot harm you As long as you are guided It is said that what is meant by this Is that those of the people of the book Who are misguided will not harm you It is also said that it means Others on the basis of the hadith of Abu Tha'laba al-Khashani I asked the messenger of Allah about this And he said, command the right and forbid the wrong Until you see avarice obeyed Passion followed and this world preferred And everyone with an opinion admiring his own opinion Then take care of yourself by Al-Hakim All of you will return to Allah And he will inform you about what you did And repay you for it the narration in
1: 105 verse 105
0: of Abu Tha'laba radiallahu is a weak narration. The majority of the scholars say It is a weak narration. <تصفيق> <تصفيق> You who believe when one of you is near to death and makes a will <coughs> Two just men from among you should act as witnesses This is a command meaning that wills should be witnessed to make clear what is, a, what is covered by them Or if you are travelling when the misfortune of death occurs Two men from other than yourselves, from other than your religion <coughs> You should detain them after the prayer, meaning the Assal prayer and if you are doubtful about their testimony They should swear by Allah and say By Allah we will not sell it for any price Meaning anything in this world Or make false testimony or a false oath Even to a near relative Meaning in his favor And we will not conceal the testimony of Allah Which we were commanded to give If we did conceal it, it Would indeed be among the wrongdoers in verse
1: 106, when he says you should detain them after the prayer, the Asr prayer, we mentioned this in, in Surah Baqarah, when we were speaking about the verse, Hafiz ala salawati wa wusta. Preserve the prayer and the middle prayer, I said to you, then that a verse would come. When people giving testimony, Allah Azza wa says after the middle prayer, a number of the scholars said that it refers to the Asr prayer, because of its position and its importance. And clearly in our religion, it is extremely important because of that verse in Surah Al Baqarah and the Hadith in Al Bukhari. Which the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever misses the Asr prayer, then it is as if they have they have become bereft of their family and their wealth. And the Hadith also in Al-Bukhari, which the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever leaves off the Asr prayer is as if their actions have become nullified. Their actions will become
0: nullified. If, after taking the oath, it then comes to light that two of them have merited the allegation of wrongdoing, and it is discovered that they have been treacherous or so lying in their testimony, as when something is found that makes them suspect or claim that they have brought something from the dead man or that he has left them something. <laughs> two others, meaning relatives of the dead, who have more right to do so, meaning take the oath. They have more right to a bequest since they are ears Should take their place And swear by Allah that the witnesses have been false By saying our testimony Meaning our, our oath Is truer than their testimony We have not committed perjury We have not exceeded the terms of the oath If we had we would indeed be among the wrongdoers What happens is that the person dying calls two people to witness his will, or he tells them to carry out his instructions. If no one of his deen is there, he may call witnesses of a different faith, if he is on a journey or in other than where he lives. If the heirs are unsure about them and claim that they are unreliable because they have taken something or given something to someone claiming that it was a bequest of the deceased, other than someone claiming that it was a bequest of others are sworn in, Others are sworn in as witnesses. If there is something that indicates that the first, witness, first witnesses were lying, witnesses closer to the heirs are called upon to take an oath that the early ones lied. What they claim has to be believed. The, ru- the ruling about executors is upheld, but is abrogated as regards the two witnesses. Similarly, allowing the testimony of non-Muslims is also abrogated. The Asal prayer is mentioned because it is a difficult time, and the two relatives are mentioned because of what happened to them.
1: Alhamdulillah, it is a mistranslation. The Asr prayer is mentioned because it is a difficult time. He says lit Taqlil. means because there is a a time that is more honored and a time where people are more likely to tell the truth. So not because Asr is not a difficult time, but it is a time that the Arabs used to honor and they used to give it special preference. And because of that extra honor afforded to that time, that is why the Asr prayer is mentioned because they are more likely then to speak the truth and be upright in their testimony.
0: Here is what Al-Bukhari reported on this subject. A man of the Banu Musa went out with Tamim Dari and Adi ibn Badda' who were Christians. The man died in a place where there were no Muslims. When the two of them brought his goods back, a silver vessel inlaid with gold was missing. And they were brought before the Prophet ﷺ and the verse was revealed. They swore that they knew nothing about it, but then the vessel was found in Mecca. The people there said that they had bought it from Tamim and Adi. Then the second ayah was revealed and two male relatives of the man rose and swore oaths. We read in the version of At-Tirmidhi that Amr ibn al-As and another man rose and swore, we were closer to him. In another version he fell ill and, made, and he made a bequest to them and commanded them to convey what he had left to his family. When he died, they took the goblet and gave his tribe the rest. And this edition of
1: At-Tirmidhi is weak.
0: So the hadith itself is in Al-Bukhari,
1: but this final paragraph which is At-Tirmidhi's addition in his narration is
2: a weak narration.
0: That the judgment about the heirs taking the oath afterwards makes it more likely that they, meaning the witnesses or executors will give their evidence properly without alteration or treachery or be afraid that their oaths will be refuted by subsequent oaths meaning by the heirs who are summoned who will swear to their treachery and lies and they will be disgraced and liable and so they will not lie be fearful of Allah by abandoning treachery and lying, and listen carefully to what you are commanded and accept it. Allah does not guide degenerate people who abandon right guidance. On the day, meaning the day of rising, Allah gathers the messengers together and says to them to rebuke their followers. What response did you receive when you call people to believe in Allah's unity? Meaning Tawheed. They will say, We do not know that. You are the knower of unseen things. You know what is invisible to people. They have no knowledge because of the intensity of the terror of the day of rising and their alarm. Then the prophets will testify against their communities when they are silent.
1: And this is one of the clearest proofs in verse 109 that the prophets of Allah. Do not know the unseen They haven't been given the knowledge of the unseen no. And this passage now To the end of the surah will speak about the story Of Isa salatu was
0: Verse 110 Remember when Allah said Isa Remember my blessing upon you and to your mother And be thankful for it when I reinforce you with the spirit of purity, meaning Jibreel, so that you could speak to people in the cradle as an infant and when you were fully grown, meaning that he will descend before the final hour because he was raised up before he was fully grown, as is mentioned in Surah Al Imran. And when I taught you the book and wisdom and the Torah and the Gospel. وَإِذْ, وإذ تَخْلُقُ مِنَ الطِينِ كَهَيْئَةِ الطَّيْنِ بِإِذْنِي فَتَنْفُخُ فِيهَا فَتَكُونُ طَيْرًا بِإِذْنِي And when you created a bird shape out of clay, by my permission, meaning my will And then breathed into it and it became a bird, by my permission وَتُبْرِئُ الْأَكْمَهَ وَالْأَبَرَصَ بِإِذْنِي And heal the blind and the leper, by my permission وَإِذْ تُخْرِجُ الْمَوْتَى بِإِذْنِي and when you brought forth the dead alive from their graves by my permission. And when I held back the tribe of Israel from you, when they wanted to kill you, when you brought them the clear signs, meaning miracles, and those of them who disbelieved said, This which you have brought is nothing but outright magic, read as sihr and also sahir. In which case the meaning becomes This is nothing but an outright magician Referring to Isa Allah Azza
1: in this verse Verse number 110 is establishing The many blessings and miracles that he gave to Isa And that's something which we accept Just as many of the prophets Received amazing miracles But those miracles do not then Take them to that level of divinity And the right of being worshipped besides Allah Azza So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will speak here About Isa السلام, as he's done before this verse In Surah Al-Ma'idah and then we're going to have now the verses of the story of the, the table, the table spread and ma'idah. And then again about the belief in Isa Alayhi and his mother. Allah Azzawajal is establishing the favors that he gave upon him. But then Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala is saying that those favors do not take Isa Alayhi above his position of being a messenger of
0: Allah. <laughs> And I inspired the disciples to believe in me Commanding them on the tongue of Isa and in my messenger Isa They said, we believe in you and your messenger Bear witness that we are Muslims If Isa, Remember when the disciples said, Isa Maryam, can you ask your Lord, writers Rabbuka and rabbaka, to send down a table to us out of heaven? He, meaning Isa, said to them, Be fearful of Allah about asking for signs if you are believers. They said, We want you to ask so that we will be able to eat from it and for our hearts to be at peace, meaning by increased certainty. And to know with greater knowledge that you have told us the truth regarding the truth of your prophethood and to be among those who witnessed it. So the people
1: of Isa, السلام, his disciples, asked him. For a sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And not only did they ask for a sign But they specified the sign And they said we want you to send down Ask Allah to reveal from us from heaven A table spread meaning of food A table that would come down Laden with food from heaven He said to them fear Allah This isn't something that you ask Why because as the Quran shows Throughout all of the stories of the prophets That when people demand a sign from Allah If after that they disbelieve That is when Allah's punishment comes upon them and they are destroyed. So to ask for the miracle is the final test that they are given or the final chance that they are given to believe. So Isa alayhi salam is saying to them, fear Allah, don't ask for this. Because if one of you disbelieves after that, there will be a punishment that comes that takes all, all before it. And so they said, no, we want to increase in iman and we want to know that you are truthful. And we want to increase in our faith.
0: Isa said, O Allah, our Lord, send down a table to us from heaven to be a feast for us on the day it is sent down, which we will esteem and honor for the first and last of us, for those who will come after us and as a sign from you of your power and Isa's prophethood. Provide for us. You are the best of providers. اللَّهُ إِنِّي Allah said to answer him, I will send it down. Read as, مُنَزِّلُهَا and مُنزِّلُهَا I will send it down to you. فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بَعْدُ مِنْكُمْ أُعَذِّبُهُ عَذَابًا لَا أُعَذِّبُهُ مِّنَ But if anyone among you afterwards, after he has been sent down, disbelieves, I will punish him with a punishment, the like of which I will will not inflict on anyone else in all the worlds. The angels brought it down from heaven and on it were seven loaves and seven fish. They ate from it until they were full, according to Ibn Abbas. In a hadith we find a table was sent down from heaven on which there was bread and meat, and they were commanded not to be faithless and not to store up anything for later, but they were both faithless and stored up. And so they were transformed into monkeys and pigs. These
1: verses then say that Allah Azza that the Prophet Isaatu asked Allah for that miracle, for the table spread to be sent down. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse one fifteen, I will send it down to you. And the scholars of tafsir differ here. Some of them said like Al Hassan al-Basul Mujahid Rahmatullah that when the threat of punishment was made, but if you disbelieve after it's sent down, you will be punished in a way that no one else the world will be punished. And this is similar to the question that I asked when we speak about Bani Israel, that they were given things that no one else in the world was given. How do we reconcile between that and between the virtue of this Ummah? Likewise, the same can be said here. Allah says that we punish in a way that no one else is punished the likes of it. But in yesterday's... Session, Allah said about the hypocrites in the Munafiqeen of the they are in the lowest steps of the fire, which seems to say that they will have a greater punishment. Or the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, and on the day that the hour is established, enter the people of Pharaoh into the worst of punishment. How do we reconcile? But anyway, so some of the scholars said that when the threat of punishment was made, it was so grave. And this is the position of al Hassan al-Basri, Mujahid, Rahimahumullah, that they backtracked. And they said, no then, we don't want the table spread. So it wasn't revealed and it wasn't sent down because the threat of punishment was too grave upon them. But the position of the majority of the scholars, and it is the, the position that was supported by Imam al-Tabari, al Qurtubi Ibn Kathir, Shaykh Muhammad al-Amin al-Shakiti, Ali Rahmatullah, is that it was sent down, that it did come down. Because Allah says إِنِّي مُنَزِّلُهَا I am sending it down And the threat of punishment is there Because of those people who disbelieved in it After it was sent down And that seems to be what is more apparent From the verses of the Qur'an And Allah
0: knows best and remember when Allah will say on the day of rising to rebuke his followers, Isa, son of Maryam, did you tell people, take me and my mother as two gods besides Allah? <speaking in Hebrew> he, Isa, will tremble and say, Glory be to you, declaring Allah free of inappropriate partners and other things. <speaking in Hebrew> it is not proper for me to say what I have no right to say. <imitation> if I did say it, then you would have known it. <imitation> you know what is concealed in myself, but I do not know. What is concealed in yourself of known things. <imitation> you are the knower of all unseen things. Ma illa ma bihi wa I told them only what you ordered me to say That was Worship Allah, My Lord and your Lord Ma I was a witness against them Meaning a watcher to prevent what they said As long as I remained among them But when you took me back to you By raising me to heaven You were the watcher over them And recorder of their actions you are witness of all things Including what I said And what they said after I left And you know everything else as well If you punish them Meaning those of them who are unbelievers They are your slaves You have power over them And can do what you wish with them And none can oppose you if you forgive them, meaning those of them who believe, you are the Almighty in command, the All-Wise in action. Verse
1: 118 is extremely powerful. If Allah chooses to punish, Allah could punish everyone. And who is there to stop Allah's punishment or to withhold it in any way or to challenge Allah in what He decrees? And if Allah forgives, He is the one who is Almighty, All-Wise. Because when Allah forgives, He forgives from a position of might and power. He doesn't forgive from a position of weakness because sometimes when we forgive others, we do it because we're weak. We have no other choice. There is no other recourse. But Allah Azza wa Jalla usually when He speaks about His forgiveness in the Quran, He mentions the names of forgiveness and mercy: Al Ghafur, Al Rahim, Al Haleem. But in this verse, Allah doesn't use the names of mercy. He uses the names of might because Allah when he forgives on the day of judgment, he will forgive not because of weakness subhanahu wa ta'ala, but because he has ultimate strength and power, jalla and he will forgive from that position of strength subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is authentically reported in the Muslim Imam Muhammad in the hadith of Abu Dhar, radiyallahu anha, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa on one occasion spent his whole night prayer awake repeating this verse the hadith says from Ruqur to sujood meaning the whole of his raqah up until the Ruqur and sujood is just this verse, and then the following Rakqa, and then the following raqqa. And, the and he was asked or oh, Messenger of Allah, why did you do this? Which shows the permissibility of repeating a verse at times in recitation in salah. Why did you do this? He said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for fear of my ummah, and I asked Allah that He grant me intercession for them, and I was granted intercession for those who do not associate anyone in worship with Allah. May Allah grant us
0: that intercession. Allah will say, This, meaning the day of rising, is the day when the truthfulness of the truthful in this world, such as Isa, will benefit them, because it is the day of repayment. They will have gardens with rivers flowing under them Remaining in them timelessly forever without end Allah is pleased with them on account of their obedience And they are pleased with him on account of their reward That is a great victory Those who live in this world will not benefit by by realizing the truth then As happens when when the unbelievers have faith Once they see the punishment (laughs) The sovereignty of the heavens and the earth The treasure houses of the rain, plants, provisions And all other non-sentient things And everything in them belongs to Allah (laughs) He has power over everything He rewards the truthful and punishes the liars
1: and with that, we come to the end of Surah Al Ma'idah and the end of today's session. This
0: recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemashed.org.